Blog Talk Radio. Yo, what's up? It is Wide Men Can't Jump. We are fat and we are back. Kind of like fat back, you know? <laughs> we but we're fat here. Back. There you go. Fat back. It's Sunday night. You know the drill. We're talking about anything and everything that pops in our head. There's normally three of us. Right now we got the Canuck and the Hillbilly. We're waiting on Better Late Than Never TR, so he'll be here any moment. That's a Mr. Movie Star. Ah yes, he's, we're waiting on uh, his, uh, his waiting on his people to get back with our people. Oh wait a minute, I think we, I think we've got him. I think he's here. Hello, you here? Hey, he's here. The the check cleared to bank and TR is with us. Hey hey hey! Find don't speak to people. him like that. If you're gonna talk to him, you got to talk to him right. You got to talk to him like this. R.I.P. Bruno, R.I.P. I'm sure that was a tribute. Yes, it had nothing to do with me calling you a piece of slime. You're right. Hell no. Exactly. No, I never. mean, Jesus Christ, you're, you're a piece of slime. I would describe somebody who just lays around and takes naps all day and doesn't do shit. What the fuck? <laughs> which, which would have been me today and not, not Tom, so... Am I the only guy uh, that didn't take a nap today? We are the only one who's not 75 like me and Tim. I napped. I think I, I, I napped until uh, at least noon. Then I did very little. Uh, napped, then recovered from my nap, followed by a nap. I, I have been, like, pretty sure I've been sleeping over at TR's place. Because I cannot stay awake today for whatever reasons. Sunday's the day of rest. It must be because man, if I maybe for you guys bag this week for Tim and I and Chick Chick Fil A, we, we all we all chill. <laughs> Good things must rest. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I work more hours on Sunday than any other day of the week. Well, that's because you're a heathen, uh, atheist, or scientist, <laughs> or fucking say. devil worshiper, or something. Yeah, heathen millennial. Yeah, one of them fucking things. By the way, by the way, I got a I, I got a bone to pick with you two hotheads over here. You got you get out here during the week and you throw around terms like snowflakes and you, you try to piss off the liberals. Now I'm a little liberal, okay? A little bit liberal. And you a little I'm bit? just kidding. You got you guys don't offend me at all. I just fucking with you. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we wouldn't have minded, yeah. We're both curmudgeons, we don't care. If we, if we did, if we did, it might make for good radio, or at least you could fake like it could offend you. Yeah, maybe, maybe my cousin, maybe my cousin Sammy Snowflake will have to call in next week. There you go. Well, we'll see that if we can clear that with Mr. Robinson's people. Well, speaking his of people calls, are hard to get a hold of. Ah, yes. 
speaking of speaking of calls, I put the number out there and I tagged like a, I don't know about four or five people are at the Cauliflower Alley that uh, we we all at least know their name. I, I know them a couple a couple of them pretty well. I don't know if they're together. I don't know if they're sleeping. I don't know if they're drunk. But I I put I tagged them and put the number out there if we get any. I'll calls, answer. So. I'll answer that. I'll answer that for you. Are they together? Are they sleeping? Or are they all drunk? I have an answer. Yes. <laughs> yeah. More than likely. That's uh, I know, Nevada. I know. The, Central go ahead, time. Tim. That's Nevada, Nevada Pacific. 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 Mm. So they're an hour behind you, there? Jim. Uh, no. Eight. Hey, let me ask. Eight. Let me ask you guys a question. Would that be if it, if the call was from like say a uh, I don't know. Say my phone, but it was from Nevada. Would that count on our state that we have to uh, acquire? Since the we call already get from Nevada. The call wouldn't do anything. We already the call wouldn't do anything. The call wouldn't do anything. We'd have to be, you'd have to be listening from there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, like if yeah, I, would, I would think if he's in Nevada through an internet connection in Nevada, and they were listening, it'll show up. Then we should that that should register as Nevada. Yeah. It would. All right. Okay. So maybe we'll see if anybody was at least listening, maybe, and if they weren't, then we can take them to task. Armando. Yeah, we're I, uh, I previewed for everybody, and I've been I've been bombarding the NBA Facebook press conferences today. Seven, seven or eight point seven thousand were tuned in when I was bombarding. Wide men can't jump. Tonight we'll, we'll be talking about this Cavs uh, fucking game seven. <clears throat> a little false advertising because we're talking a little bit about everything this uh, Sunday night roundtable. But if any of you strangers wandered onto this, stay with us. We will make you laugh. I think. <laughs> <laughs> At our we can't. We. <laughs> yes, we will make you laugh. We will post pictures of our faces, and you will roll laughing. And or our cleavage. Yeah. Our cleavage is yeah. If I could do that nothing move. Like, what, nothing like middle-aged nothing man like, titty. If I could do that move uh, that the, that the uh, you know, natural big, big titty boobs chicks do, where you, you know, flip up your boob and suck on your own nipple and lick it and shit, I'd do that all the time. That's weird, man. Like profound or like? No, I, like for, for for yeah, for some for yeah, like, like for uh, entertainment sex, purposes sexual, or like for your own sexual your own gratification. Gratification. Oh, okay, I'm with you now. Like you know, the the, the kind like sucking the thumb, eh? Uh, I don't know about that. My my fucking, you don't know where my hand's been, but um, <clears throat> the uh, the nipple thing. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, the fake titty girls. They they can plop up that iron they got in there and like reach it with their tongue but that's not the same them floppy natural bad boys they can they can manipulate them into a full suck <laughs> well Sunday night round table eh? what you want here that in the show <clears throat> we are manipulation of those natural <laughs> bad boys a running start we are off to we are off to a licking good start here tonight on the round table Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Nate, you got any kind of like one thing to start and then we'll just 
meander along, or are we just freestyle? I, I have no format. I just I figured we'd talk Greatest Royal Rumble, which took place on Friday. Uh, it's Sunday night, so I figure most everyone's had a chance to get caught up on it. No, well, um, you were the only one who watched it, so I watched. Well, it I'm talking about our, most of our listener. Um. Well, we can go ahead and dive in there. Uh, greatest Royal Rumble. I want to. I want to say. I want to say before you make announcement. I have to make a public apology for a commercial that showed a, fa- a female in wrestling gear, and we, we we stress to WWE that our culture does not like women. <laughs> I saw that, and I couldn't believe it. I made a public apology because WWE aired a fucking, like, a little spot. Yeah, they, with they, screwed, yeah, they screwed up on a, on a promo spot or something. They had some, showed a woman in wrestling gear. Oh, my God, the world's going to end. Well, Sasha, Sasha you know, what's that, Nate? That's just their culture, man. Like, I don't know. It's like, to what? them, that would, be like, that would be like going to a live event and seeing somebody show titties live. You know, it's 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 a big deal over there. I mean, I'm not saying that it's right. I'm just saying it is what it is. When in Rome, I, I wish I, I wish it was uh, that way here. So it'd be fucking. Oh, I agree. I agree. It 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 would be uh, what do you call it? Um, Attendance would go up. More. It would be more. Uh, no, I'm not talking about the titties. I don't know what I. I'm, what you're getting. I don't know if you're agreeing with me or not. I wish it was that way here because one, it's like, you know, they pretty much wear the pants in the family for sure and salty. And, uh, you know, two, it'd be a lot more exciting if you had to fucking guess what was under there instead of fucking oh, flipping on your God, phone man. and seeing, seeing what's inside. Everything. Okay. I wasn't with you at all on that. I thought you were going with, uh, they have yeah, I thought you were too. They, I was late. At least they they that. follow. They have laws and they follow them. Unlike, oh, I don't know, my American cousins who seem to conveniently forget about laws when it suits them and twist them and. Nah, we did enough for that the other night, so I'm not going to talk about that. Yeah, you don't two. have to. I'm just saying. That's where I thought you were going <clears> with it. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't going to the the other part of having to guess what was underneath the. Uh, whatever they call that. What is it? The burka? Maybe it's the hood thing? The burka burka. Yeah, I'm wearing one right now, actually. Those things look comfortable as fuck. I don't care what anybody says. (laughs) At least the robe part. At least the robe part. Nice and airy. You can get some fresh wind into the the taint area that you don't get with American clothing. I wonder if if there's rules about what they have to wear underneath there. As long as they're covered in public, I think that's the rule. You know, if it's like I mean, uh, med- it's like medieval England where there's eight more layers of, sh- of clothes underneath there, and you're sh- you're strapped in there like a- an astronaut in a rocket ship. I don't think so. I it's just uh, my ne- just a different my culture. Ex-girlf- my next girlfriend or hooker, I'm gonna make wear one and have my ISIS fantasy. Oh, no, no, I have uh, I have calculus class with a I have a cl- calculus class. Eh, you know what? I would learn to speak and I would be amazing. Um, I have calculus class with a girl who dresses in the. Uh, she's fully 
covered from. Well, her, she's allowed to show her face, but that's it. Like everything else is fully covered. Her she's face and her hands. What about, what about uh, like their feet? Like Again, things, I don't know. They're like, well, like those things are like. Well, I'm I'm asking. Like I'm being dead serious. Like how how I mean, long I, are I they? Don't know. Like down at the bottom, are they like uh, you know covering the ankles so that you gotta, you know, like if you were to walk through some water, you'd have to kind of hike it up a bit to keep you from getting wet, or you know what? Are they I'm not like, I have no idea. I'm 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 dead serious I mean, in asking. Yeah, but it's still funny hiking up your bark right across the creek or something. But uh, I, I, you know, get the fuck I, I have out of here. I have it on good authority that they they cut them off at the ankles at first so they can't run away when they're trying to. You know, escape. But anyhow, the National Basketball Association. That's what I thought. Just in case we got new listeners, let's talk about the Cavs real quick. Cavs Pacers Game Seven. Did you watch it, Nate? You got it in at, at work, right? Um, I watched most of it. Um, it was a typical. Tim? It was a typical LeBron. Uh, takeover there for most of the game. Uh, he proved that he is the best player in the world, and he proved that close. he's going to get. No, it's, it's not like I don't think anybody from any other team. James Harden maybe could take over a half like that, but nobody can take over a full game like him and on both ends of the court, and he did. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's clearly the best player in the world. He gets, and it's clear to me that there were there were both call, there were missed calls on both ends of the court, uh, Cleveland and uh, Indiana. There were a few plays in particular that really bothered me. The flag the flagrant foul on Lance Stevenson was bullshit. Um, well, then they, it, it, it technically wasn't flagrant. It wasn't even a foul. I mean, it was just a foul. But they were searching so deep to make it a flagrant. They were searching so deep to make it a flagrant that, of course, Lance Stevenson, when they were over there for more than two seconds because he's a crazy fuck, said, what the fuck, man? And it made it a technical. So LeBron ended up with, like, 17 foul shots. But, you know, I get what you're saying. Yeah. They they called it a foul, and it was ridiculous. Um, It was a foul, but... they throw a technical on and they were going to find something there. And people were making the argument that LeBron's the greatest to ever play the game. And, and he's a top, he's a top five player that's ever played. You know, you know, he, he, he's top three in the world, man. No, but he's a, yeah. he's a top five player all time. Um, but the thing that separates LeBron from, the the best ever, the Jordans and such, is the fact that he is so... He looks like a wet sock in the wind, just up and flopping, and like a fish out of water. Because he he's not... He's, he's so strong, and he's such a monster. And if he's in the post, nobody can guard him. But he prefers to... Play like a try pussy. to. Well, yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's what the NBA is calling what it is. He plays for a big man. He plays like a pussy. He does. He plays like a wuss. You know, a puss, whatever you want to call it. And he yeah, he goes in there like and, and he goes and goes to make the play, 
and he just throws the ball in the air and falls down and lands hard, and because he's LeBron, he gets the call. Um, and there's a lot of no calls in the playoffs well, that I've seen that he doesn't get. He little, gets called. I'll throw a stat at you for today's game. Pacers, okay. 19-24 from the stripe. Okay. Cavaliers, 31-40. Yeah. 31 of 40. And they only won by yeah. three after that last And they won by four points. They won by four points. So there there you go. You want to know why they won the game? I mean, yeah, okay, LeBron, you know, sure, he threw up 45, and he's great. Nobody, anybody but an idiot's going to argue that he's not a great player. Whether you like oh, he's amazing. Not. But, <laughs> you know, almost double the, the fouls. And that's the game. Yeah, well, well thanks. We, we, uh, for for those new listeners, and I'm certain somebody somebody's fishing for this excellence of radio. Um, for you new listeners, Wednesdays at eight, but this week at nine p.m. a special start time. Wide men can't jump the original flagship show about any and everything NBA, specifically Sixers and T Wolves, but we will have heavy duty analysis for y'all. But on Sunday night, we can talk about anything. So one thing I want to address about that LeBron James is uh, that HGH fucking forehead of his. Um, <laughs> he's got that from the side view. It's not quite Brock Lesnar, but he's got that, you know, fucking eyebrow extension bone, whatever. That's a, that's a key sign of HGH. And then on the right side of his face, if you look on the camera shots when he's on the sideline, what the fuck's that like black thing that that's that's there? I mean, it's it's like it's like, uh, like he was working on a car or something, but forgot to wash it off. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't, I don't know. What you're I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to think of looking at LeBron James, which I, admittedly I don't do often, so. Um, well, un- unlucky you. Um, yeah, well, I don't watch as much of the games as you guys do, so I watched about. Well, you were either napping or. Uh, all right, you, you guys obviously can't think of what it looks like, but it, it, he kind of looks. I'm next trying time to find a photo up, to see what you're talking about, but I'm. I don't know if a photo would do it justice without video or whatever, but um, you were probably either napping at that time or watching those Golden Knights win the game and then lose the game, right? Uh, no, not today. Today I watched the I watched the Penguins lose the game, and then I watched the uh, Predators win. Bastards! Oh, that's right. I, 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 Vegas, I was, Vegas was last night. Vegas was last. Yeah, night. because I because I nap so much, uh, I I mix up my days. Yeah, a guy uh, loses track of you know day and night if you don't look outside. It's you know they're just hours. <coughs> yeah. So are you saying you're trying to say LeBron's got some kind of like uh, like a birthmark or a, a bruise or something else some, going on? It's, it's, it's like it's like some kind of birthmarkish thing, but uh, I don't recall him having that when he first came in the league. So I, I just hmm. you know just seems peculiar. Maybe I don't know. Just throwing it out he there. Had a m- mole mole. Mm. I don't know. Well, people, lots of people out there listening. Somebody chime in on that. I just took a swig of water for the working man. Sorry, I couldn't respond to you. Um, I 
What else? We already covered my movie on. Uh, I know we're going to do Greatest Royal Rumble for the wrestling goobers, but um, we already covered my movie. I pretty much trashed everybody and everything except my man Edward, right? Well, Tim? Since I we're, I didn't forget anybody. Since we're already on. Uh, what the hell is that? I was eating some chocolate cake, man. Oh, speaking oh. of chocolate, one thing we didn't cover was Nate's Nate's delivery. Nate hooked me up with an Uber because, I don't know. I don't want to get into that. One of these days I will. <laughs> but because he was anyhow, it was to, a, damn it. And, and it ties into the first uh, subject because it was a, a very beautiful lady, but she was wearing headgear of the Muslim faith, which I couldn't, I mean, I, you know, black chicks get weaves anyway, so it didn't matter. She still was pretty, but I don't know if she'd be allowed to go out with a big, ugly fuck like me. Um, but she was pretty fucking hot, Nate. Thanks. You're welcome. See, and I'm so old when you first said that she had headgear, I immediately <sighs> go to one of those old style, uh, uh, dental rigs, you know, that people used white to have bra- back in the day. White braces. Yeah, I had head that's gear. what I thought of when I you had headgear. Now you're actually the Muslim thing. You're actually on the right on the right um, path. She had a fucking uh, broken neck and a halo while she was driving me. <laughs> when I got out, I, when I got Who out, I swung her three. Well, I swung her three times when I got out and threw her like Shane Douglas and Gary Wolf. Nobody wants to make uh, any jokes about she was a failed suicide bomber or anything like that. No, I was thinking now, ironically, more long More what? I, I was going to let you finish. I said I was more um, thinking the the Beyonce song. This is my halo, halo. See, I, I had to, I had to hear you sing it to, to, to recall it. Speaking of her, her and Jay Z were at the Warriors game. And I saw that. I, uh, you know, they're you know power couple. God bless them. They got a kid. You know, they're probably happy, but on camera, she doesn't look happy. She looks like Jay Z will fucking put a bullet in her head if she goes anywhere, and she's. You know, she's uh, she was always a, a hot-looking, thick black woman, light-skinned, black John, as they say. But Beyonce looked kind of fat last night, and I'm not talking with a PH. I'm talking with an F. Beyonce you looked kind of big. You see how, Even Beyonce you saw Jay-Z. have to get old sooner or later. You saw Jay-Z at the game, uh, didn't you? He looked like Denzel with that fucking hair, but yeah. Nah, dude, he looked like Easy e after he got AIDS. It was terrible. <laughs> it was like, dude, uh, what well, the fuck happened? They're still going the same way. That he did have that different look with that baseball cap and the hair. Yeah, he did. I didn't <laughs> recognize She's not it. even that old. Right, okay, now, now that you're talking about all this, you know who my favorite new guy is in the world? Kanye West. Me? Oh. I'm starting to dig Kanye West. Do you see what he tweeted? Well, he's not. He's your he's your new favorite. He's not your favorite new guy. That would indicate that he hasn't been around. <laughs> no, well, well, to me he hasn't been. Like I could care less about his music. I'm just getting a real kick out of his. Uh, uh, he, he tweeted to the, today or was it yesterday? I'm not sure that he's given Trump a a free pass to say the word nigger five times. 
I didn't see that. Now I... <laughs> I'm like, okay, is Kanye that funny? Because, you know, the impression he gives most people is that he's, you know, when you see him in public, he looks miserable as fuck and kind of lost most of the time. But, oh, that's a pretty funny that's a pretty funny joke if it, if it was actually him and not somebody running his Twitter account or whatever. But Say what you will about my... Kanye West. Kanye West, and I, I heard you guys talking about him. And he has the right to support whoever he wants to support. And I'm glad he's doing what he's doing in Chicago. But, man, fuck Kanye West. I fucking hate that guy. I never could stand him. Even before he even came out as a noted right-wing conservative believer. And that's fine. If that's what you are, I don't really give a shit. But fuck him. Fuck him for what he did at the Music Awards. Fuck him for calling himself a genius. Fuck him for thinking he's the greatest musician ever. Fuck him. He doesn't even know how to fucking play an instrument. You want to tell me you're a great musician? Learn how to play a goddamn instrument, you fuck. I'm a, uh, I'm a musical genius. I'll fucking defend him there. I actually hate him, too. But I'll defend him there just because that was my excuse, too. I would be like, my voice is my instrument. <laughs> I can't play nothing. I picked up His an acoustic guitar. I was fucking uh, terrible. I tried thing, even drumming actually... like you, Nate. You can actually Somebody was sing. showing me a basic drum rhythm, and uh, I couldn't even do that. So I just, you know, ran up to the fucking mic and started yapping. You know, well, here's you know, the thing. He's really, star- It'd be he's fine. really started something. It'd be fine. Because he's got people talking. Oh, unfortunately, people give a shit what he thinks, I don't, and I don't understand well, why. Well, no, but he did say, like, he's come up with a good point. Lots of people agree with what he what he's, but they're but they're black people. They're too afraid to say so. Because that's not the the flow right now, right? Because they'll be an Uncle Tom. They'll be a sellout instead of a realist. Not that his opinions may be real or not, but there is opinions. It could all be publicity for for all I know, but it's being well done, that's all I'll say. And you you may be able to figure out my stance on a lot of things here. Um, Fuck Democrats. Fuck Democrats. Fuck Republicans. Don't none of them give two shits about you. All they both care about is making money. The only reason they spout the shit they spout is to try to get you to back them. And if you back them, they make more money that way. Nobody gives a fuck about you. They all care about the same fucking common denominator. If it makes them more money, then they're happy. You only hear about the shit they care, that you care about when it's time for their seat to come up for an election. Fuck politics. Fuck both sides in the ass. Nobody gives a shit about you. When they finally give a shit about you, you'll be able to afford shit. Right now, we can't afford shit. So fuck everybody on both sides with a sandpaper dildo. Thank you. Except in Delaware County, because I might get in trouble. I still got some fucking corrupt friends. But anyway, go I'd like to. I'd like to take this opportunity to announce that Tom and I are starting a GoFundMe for... Uh, Nate Bush, we're going to build him a safe space in West Virginia. <laughs> I need my safe space, you bastards. Your show offended me to the point. Your show offended me to the point of laughter. <laughs> that was the point. That's the, so, okay, that's so the Kanye, Kanye, we won't talk about him. How about that other that other guy? Uh, what's his name? James Shaw Jr., the guy who's, who jumped on the guy at Waffle House. 
What a that we stop. all that we all agreed he was a hero. Okay, well now he upped the ante. Somebody did start a GoFundMe or something along those lines for him. He took all the money, or is taking all the money, and I believe it was a hundred and. Uh, like one hundred eighty-five thousand dollars, and is oh. giving it to the families of the people who were who were killed, or shot, yeah, or whatever happened there. That's now you want to talk about American? You know what? You know, there's a, a fucking role model and a hero. Unless he's done something yeah. else horrible that we haven't heard about yet. <laughs> and I'll bring up uh, an interview from an, uh, a, a, a survivor eyewitness in the parking lot because the dude had a jacket on, and he was butt naked, and he was a fucking idiot. But um, he just started blasting when he got out of his car. And, you know, Trump said, you know, uh, I'd like to believe I would run in without a weapon and all that. You know, they're powerful fucking loud-ass weapons that they use to kill these people. And uh, the one dude was honest. He's like, I tried to, uh, you know, just move, and my legs got, like, froze. I had such a, a sense of panic and whatever, where he had such an anxiety attack from the shock of the situation. The dude admitted that he couldn't even, like, move to get behind his car. He was, like, stuck in place for, like, several moments before he could breathe. And I'm sure that happens. So for a guy to just uh, step up out of nowhere and and not run away and run towards, that dude's the man. I'd like to see Donald Trump run anywhere. That fat fuck. He well, doesn't have to. He gets somebody to do it for him. Yeah, for real. exactly. That's what rich people do. Rich people don't do anything. They you 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 get help. Help. Them. And for those of you out there that think that I, you know, I'm not going to dive any further into this. But for those of you out there that think that I just fucking hate uh, conservative politicians, fuck Hillary Clinton too. Okay, so there you go. Fuck everybody. So there you Hillary go. Clinton. Hillary Clinton barely qualifies as human these days. Yeah, people act much. like it was a big. Uh, people act like it was a big deal that Bill cheated on her. I'd have cheated on her too. That fucking bitch. I, I'd have did. I'd have did the uh, reverse of cock, cockholding, of uh, of Peter male. male like, yeah, like, but fuck my wife. But uh, you know. Or no, I'll fuck a girl, but you... I'm reversing it. I'll fuck a bitch and then make Hillary eat that shit out of there as opposed to what the dude's doing (laughs) in the cuckold. I've actually seen a few pictures of her back in her younger days, but she wasn't actually that bad-looking woman at one time. She she probably wasn't, but when you're ugly on the inside... Timothy, Timothy, listen to me, Timothy. Give me a second here, (laughs) Timothy. When you're ugly on the inside, eventually it will show on the outside. <laughs> oh, God. Timothy, Fucking straight man. Straight men are such <laughs> cavemen. I well, anyhow, what are we talking about? <laughs> no, I've been put in my place. <laughs> I don't know. We weren't talking about anything. Let's let's talk about wrestling because I don't know anything about that. So I can take a twenty-five minute break while you guys talk about it. Yeah, well, you, you well, can always cut it up. Um, do you have the results, well, uh, Nate? I got them in my head, sir. I watched the whole thing. You ain't got them in your head. I I ain't, I ain't that impressed by your memory that you have every fucking match on that long ass card one by one and 
in, in specific order in that the, fucking head. He's going to give you the order of entry, the order of elimination, and the time. Shit, I, I, now, now time out now. I can't do that, but I do know every match on the card in order. There's 832 guys in the Rumble, so 831 of them got eliminated. <laughs> There, there were more guys. There were more guys in that rumble than graduated from some schools in West Virginia. <laughs> like there were, geez, there, there were, boy, I could go directions there, there with were, that, but I won't. There, uh, there were know. a lot of guys. There were a lot of guys in that Royal Rumble, and now I'm setting you up for. How many were there? The old, there were so many guys in that Royal Rumble. It made the amount of guys my ex cheated on me with look like nothing. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, and of all of all ethnicities and especially big guys. I, I, I really I don't know if I told you guys this on air, but I really think she fucked a black mailman when I lived with her. Because you know, if I'd call out I guess I didn't tell you from that reaction. Because no. <laughs> when I, I haven't heard when that I, one before. When I called out sick, like from time to time, I'd you know greet him at the at the door to get the mail, and I'd see the look like motherfucker, you know. So something was going on there. Build a so black mailman. Are, are you saying like you couldn't have taken your ex-wife to West Virginia because if somebody would have said "hold down," she would have hit the floor? Ah, uh, true. Yeah, that's that's true. Couldn't take her anywhere. So, T.R., are you trying to say your ex-wife was like Federal Express? Uh, anytime she goes, anytime, Go anytime she went to, anytime she went to another man's house, she absolutely, positively had to be there overnight. Exactly. I was thinking that was a that was a that was an old one that I might know, but I couldn't remember it. Um, yeah, no. she was a hooper. And we gotta uh, hope that somebody that knows her listens. Well, who cares? Uh, uh, oh yeah, no. The Come thing on, is, you gotta admit it would be pretty funny. The thing is, though, like it happened again tonight pre-show, um, and I'm thinking this plays a plays a part in my in my romantic interludes because I was with her I don't know 13 years or something. I, then I had that hot black African chick for a while, and uh, a bunch of different like one to two year relationships. Come on. And, you know, uh, uh, right before the show, I've been, like, laying around and shit and napping, as I told you, and watching basketball and eating sloppy food and whatnot. And I never hold my penis anymore to pee. I just kind of pull it down and let things happen. And there was that fucking warm feeling again. The goddamn penis is going inside. Like, you know you. You, you got to go old, European, uh, Tom. Is, you got to go my, European. Is my belly button. down. I may. Uh, is my belly button an in or an Audi? And it wasn't my belly button. It was my cock. Like, what the fuck, man? Why does it go backward? Like, uh, you know, Johnson. I, I ain't, you know, at my age and my current uh, mindset, I could give two fucks about masturbation. And that's like uh, the Green Day song come true when masturbation's lost its fun. You're fucking lazy or crazy or whatever the lyric is. And uh, it's lost. Yeah, I thought it was basket case, but it's Longview, right? What's basket case? Uh, anyway, we'll get to that in the later. But, um, but yeah, man, I fucking, I gotta pull my bird out like you know, a turtle with his head okay, coming well, out of his shell anymore. Just is it? Pay. Is it? 
Is it actually not because you know I'm a big guy too? Um, is it more that it's not necessarily that your dick is getting any smaller? It's just that everything around it is getting bigger. I'm not so sure because I I never I never felt pee dribbling in into my nutsack and uh, down my taint and into my ass. Because uh, you know it was a, it was a sad day when I realized that I had a fupa. What's a fupa? <laughs> Well, well, for a man, fat upper pubic area. Ah, yeah, that's a pitcher's mound pussy for chicks. But yeah, you know, but you can stand yeah, on that on, on that rubber and pitch like Robert Roger Clemens. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, any females, is, you know, I'm first. But it is cr- true. So, yeah, you know, is it more that the is it more that the thing is just receding into the into the the. Uh, Gelinitis areas of your lower extremities, or are you, are you actually trying to tell me your dick is shrinking? I don't know. You may have a point because, uh, you know, I can recall like senior week, uh, like, you know, when you're 17, 18 years old. I don't know if that's a thing where you guys are, but we go to the shore for a week when we were seniors. But me and my fucking jabroni buddies would go till we were like 21. But I can remember like, uh, banging some stray action that was pretty hot and I was as thin as a rail like uh, no body fat whatsoever because I couldn't gain weight it was, how I ended up like this is only God knows but um, I remember having you know a fucking fully pulsating erect uh, menacing penis and she was like uh, let's do it baby and I had a condom like in the other room and I had time to walk to the other room, get the condom, open it, put it on, and still come back without losing an inch, and put it right in. And if I tried that today, it would be like, first of all, it wouldn't be that. I wouldn't remember that, when I, as soon as I got out of the room, I wouldn't remember what it was I was going to do. Yeah, I'd probably take a nap when I got to the other room, and but I certainly wouldn't return with that. You know, I certainly wouldn't return with a Louisville Slugger. That's for sure. No, that's for damn sure. <laughs> oh, the trials and tribulations. We got to call this the, the Sunday night seniors table. <laughs> he come back with a banana, but a little slugger. It'd still be up, but it'd be a little mushy. <laughs> oh, it'd be a lot mushy. It'd be like trying to put a trying to put a marshmallow into a piggy bank. Yeah, I'd be like, can I just finger you more some ba- do some more foreplay, baby? And I'd be like, get up again, motherfucker. I just took seven get Viagra. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> See, this show is educational. People are, you know, there's, there's 30-year-olds that are listening to this going, oh, my God. We're getting, ready to, talk about the greatest, we're getting ready to talk about the greatest Royal Rumble, and somehow we ended up on TR's <laughs> penis. Well, I advertised that on Facebook. I said we were going to talk about NHL, NBA, wrestling, my shrinking penis, and whatever else. So. <laughs> All right, well, back to that, that. that greatest rumble where, I don't know, was there a preview? Were there preview matches for this baby? My God, Jesus Christ, you really did say you're shrinking. <laughs> I did. Of course he did. He really not, did. Us old guys, we, we, are, we are slowly learning. To instead of pretend that we're trying to pretend that we're 35, we're embracing 50. Fuck it, we are what we are. We don't care anymore. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I still got a year and a half to get there. I can't believe you're really you're, you're starting a little bit early, but you're... Oh God, that's funny. Got to be truthful with our with our audience. <sighs> well, I will say this: the greatest Royal Rumble was probably the greatest, most expensive house show um, I've ever seen. But also that's most lucrative for, for the Americans. Oh, absolutely! Like I think I read online they got like a hundred to two hundred million dollars. Somewhere in yeah. that range. I mean, I I thought it was twenty five million, but I got a ba- I had a bad source. It was more than twenty five. So oh, they wouldn't leave the house for twenty five million to go over there into that war zone. Um, before I get <clears throat> to the card, I did read online. I thought Sami Zayn would be on the show. I I really thought for sure Sami Zayn would be on the show. He was not. Um, the reason he was not on the show was. He is of Syrian descent. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, so he was left off the show for that reason. But what, I mean, I don't want to get too, I don't want to get too tangled into this, but because I don't, I don't really pay attention to the Middle East because I just fucking can't stand the thought of it, DJ Khaled. But anyway, um, (laughs) what, I know that, you know, Syria, uh, revelers, uh, what story you believe or not, either faked the gas attack or Assad gas attacked them, one or the other, whichever side you believe, but there's no proof of either. And anyway, um, what does that have to do with Saudi? Are they like in, them and Saudi like uh, enemies or something? Different Arabs, both Arabic, yep, but different. different kinds. Yeah. So simply based on the fact that he was a different Arab? Oh, God, yeah. Mm-hmm. So different, uh, essentially... Uh, different, different take on the Koran, so of course only one of us can be right. So it ain't you. Basically, basically like different doctrinations of Christianity, but willing to die for it. Does that make yeah, sense? But, but him, yeah, more heavy duty. Which, than, one's, than, uh, which one's willing to die, Sami Zayn or the Saudis? The Saudis and the Syrians. Uh, yeah, they they both are. That's the problem. Is that they're both we're both right, and we're willing to die to show show you how much right we are, because we're not afraid to die and go to heaven and all that stuff. Because it's a wonderful place. Because we're right. I'm willing to die for chicken wings and beer, but I mean, fuck. Kind of, kind of equate it to, um, uh, kind of like how the Japanese were back in the day, where their leader was the next thing, closest thing to God, and when the rules came down from on top, that was it, and they believed them. And that's like, you know, mm-hmm. what, 80 years ago? You know, that's in the 40s. You know, they, no, the emperor has said this is how it's going to be. Okie dokie. How's it going to be? They, and they buy that shit up. They they eat it up for whatever reason. That's yeah, funny, well, uh, That's uh That's the third you. Oblon song. That that my band used to cover back uh, years ago. Used to play that. Uh, see, there's a lot of ironies that we didn't know that were connected uh, through the universe. Um, I'll have to send that link to you. Back when I had hair. responsible for Third Eye Blind? Those bastards. Hey, fuck you. Third Eye yeah. Blind's good. 
<laughs> yeah, right up there with the fucking stranger. Of all the Billy Joel albums a band would want to listen to, why that one? But why anyway, were you so surprised that you never saw The Stranger? Motherfucker, that is one of the best records ever made, and I will fight you over it. Well, you'd have to. <laughs> there will be not a uh, bad song on that album. There will be three seconds of fighting followed by a beer break, followed by three seconds of fighting. It was actually Billy Joel. It was actually Billy Joel and Bede. It's now been revealed. <laughs> yeah, it took it took them what five years to make the album. Yeah, and on his <laughs> B side of the Stranger, it's kind of a early Easter egg, if you will. You got to play it backwards, but it says Tosa Pasas. Mama, if that's moving up, then I trust the process. There's nothing on. There's no songs on that album that have anything to do with uh, unintentional headbutting or anything like that. No, but there is a whole I, side of of that record that's about pregame massages. So you know. <laughs> hey now. My uh, my brother-in-law hey, hey. who uh, who was in town today uh, claims. I mean, uh, you know, he was driving uh, through our. Our our version of like um, what's that thing in New Orleans where they party that street to strip the Bourbon street, street? Mar- Bourbon, Bourbon street. street. It's 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 Bourbon Street light. It's actually like Bourbon Street if a bunch of black kids will stab each other. But um, it's meant to be our party street. Um, it's gin Junction. Gin, gin Junction. Yeah, something. But um, rough he, rum he road. Was, some shit like that. It's South Street, but uh, he he drove down it and allegedly, and this is just my brother-in-law's uh, one eye on the road and one eye on uh, an establishment, saw Markel Fultz allegedly just chilling on the step, on the stoop, as we call it in Philly. So was, was uh, there the is a way to tell. West Virginia. There is a way to tell if you see Markel Fultz. If his left shoulder is above his right shoulder, then you can pretty much yeah, guarantee that's, that's him. And or a fresh pump on his head from whoever he saw. If you throw something at him and it hits him in the head, it's him because he can't lift his arms yes, up to exactly. fucking block it. He starts making uh, funny sounds and rocking salty. back and forth like a like he's got something wrong with him. I'd like to get him some minutes and, and have him do mm-hmm. fairly well, and then and then have a trade package with his uh, number one ass and maybe wingspan and potential, that, uh, and get somebody good. Maybe but that's what that whole album was actually about. The stranger is actually Markel Fault. He's <laughs> never you know with the rest of the team. <laughs> yeah, what what had, what had happened was. Has Markel Fault played enough minutes to be considered playing four full games this season? Enough minutes, I don't know, but it, I think somebody had pointed out it, but it wasn't it wasn't very many, whatever it was. I, I can't remember, but I thought I read somewhere that they were joking about well, whether he was eligible for any kind of awards or anything because of his amount of time played. I he had, and I are uh, close scapular. on NBA minutes played. I had a scapula issue, and uh, not to be confused with Scrapple, that's from Philly, but <laughs> I had a scapula issue. And then an imbalance, 
And T.R. has an imbalance. That's why he takes Selexa and Wellbutrin. But my imbalance <laughs> was in my shoulders. And then my shoulder got well. But I was just fucked up in the head. So I sat out 68 games. But then I said, fuck, I'm fine. And then I had butter Joe on me. Now he looked like Phantom of the Opera. Can <laughs> <laughs> get a retweet. And then, and then he said, uh, Friday night I crashed Joel Embiid's body. Saturday I tried to say I was sorry. Sunday came and he was out of the lineup again. Yeah, for uh, a month. Mar- Fultz. Now, Mar- think about Fultz that, that's has- a Billy Joel song. Um, uh, you may be right, you know, Friday night. Spider-Man. No, you guys. Markel Fultz has played 250. Markel Fultz has played 253 minutes this season, which logs him up to playing six and a half games for the whole season, if you balance Jesus out the minutes. Christ. And he got paid well, well Coach, Coach Brown, what do you think? Well, the thing with Markel is uh, – when we had uh, the, the the scapula and the muscle tissue, and we shot him. Uh, I'm sorry, he had the injury, um, uh, and he uh, then he had butted too well. So I think it's I think it's beneficial that we put TJ in for the minutes, and uh, we'll when, see when, how when, it goes. When's he going to play? Uh, uh, he's going to play when he's ready. Yeah, I, when I, that, that, I don't that, know. That decision that decision is up to Markel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Markel's wandering around, <laughs> fucking, I think, uh, fucking shooting uh, over his head backwards from half court because he's so fucking bored. Yeah. I think yeah. I'm going to name my kid. I think I should name my kid Markel. Yeah, that'd be, well, like I really, uh, no, nah, there's a joke there, but I wouldn't do that to you and Aubrey. Well, the main reason I, oh. you name your Aubrey, kid, I call Mark. her Autumn, my bad. Aubrey. Who the fuck is Aubrey? That's my other buddy's girlfriend. My bad. That's that's well, here's what I'm thinking. If I name if I name him Markel, that means he'll get paid seven million dollars to do nothing and sit on the bench. Markel Bush. You only got to wait that out. Nineteen years. I, I might try it. You know, seven million that's a small next year to get. Paid that kind of money. Next year, yeah, seven seven million two two uh, seven million twenty six thousand two hundred and forty dollars to play six games. Six games. I want you to name your kid six. Nobody. And got then that next year. Oh, I got it. And then Never next year. Rent. Yeah, somebody sang it at my high school graduation. I remember because I was... Fucking play a movie of all time. They sang it at my high school graduation and everybody was confused as fuck. Um, $8 million due next season for Markel. Guaranteed. Dude dude doesn't play play another... He doesn't play another minute. No, they can't. They can't yeah, he, cut he, him he until twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. They can cut him. They have the player option. But they still it's want nine million. As long as the process needs trusting, they'll have to keep him around. You know, he's, a, he's actually. 
got into a really bad argument the other day with a bunch of people about the process. They're like, well, you know, the process worked for Philly. And then I laid out information, and I was like, it didn't work. Sam Hinkie got fired. Well, we but no, the process the worked. They got Embiid and they got Simmons. You just don't understand. I said, excuse they me. Really, I do, they really I didn't do get this Simmons. week. I was like, I do this weekly. I broke down every single draft pick they ever took. Well, the process is still ongoing. It's still a thing. No, it's fucking not. It's not, and you just said you worked, so you, you've contradicted your own fucking statement, dopes. Kills me. Anyway, anything else we want to make fun of Markel Fultz about? Because we really do need to get to the greatest Royal Rumble. We haven't got We're never there getting yet. there. All right, I'll, I'll start the Royal Rumble just by saying something that we might forget. Um, before the show, yes, uh, Tim, there was like an hour pre-show, but I, I don't believe there were any matches, but it was kind of like Jerry Lawler was uh, slurring again, which worries me a little bit about Kingfish. And uh, Paul Heyman showed up on set, and I had a – Appearance, which I always am thankful for, on Tony, Tony Basilio's radio show down there in uh, Knoxville, and I, I I just did a Tommy Rich thing, and I brought up cutting Lawler's hair, uh, like without it even in my brain or or knowledge of it, it it was 31 years to the day, and Heyman was part of that angle, and so was Lawler, and they were together on film in fucking Saudi Arabia, and. Uh, that's pretty weird and, and crazy to think that 31 years ago, uh, the hottest angle on possibly definitely a top 10 angle of all time per capita, considering the money that you could generate at that time and how layered and detailed it was with Idol Rich, Rich Under the Ring, Paulie, Lance Russell, etc. But 31 years to the day, they're in Saudi Arabia doing the greatest Royal Rumble ever. And who'd have thunk? That's kind of fucking crazy, you know. But they were on camera together in the pre-show. And, uh, you know, they've never been particularly fond of each other. But I guess, you know, bygones are bygones on an anniversary of something special in both their memory because they were on with – and they took a, a still pick with Jim Ross and seemed to be getting along chummy and everything. So good you know, for them. Big checks. Those big chests will do that, though. Yeah, they yeah. both used to be money. my buddies. Never hurts. Money will make money will make you tolerate a lot of people. That's why I'm here talking to Tim. All right. And anyway, an, and an imbalanced <laughs> shoulder. And fuck right. you, Virginia. Well, the greatest, right, greatest world, world rumble, rumble, and then and then we do like we do all the time. Uh, Nate, Tim, Tom, was it? Sure. Well, it'll be quick, the greatest, sure. but anyway, moving on. The greatest Royal Rumble uh, event, uh, glorified house show, I thought, my personal opinion. Um, it was held in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, at King Abdullah's International Stadium. Uh, they never, I don't know if they ever... Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> Wrong Abdullah. <laughs> 60,000 people in attendance, uh, quotes around that. Uh, A lot of title matches. Actually, every match was a specialty or a title match. Uh, No women on the show. 
no women announcers, no women wrestlers, no women interviewers, nothing. All men, 100% men. Byron yeah, Saxon throw, had to run I'm back I'm going to throw forth. something out there right now. Any gay Go guys? Uh, Fuck, no, they got rid of Darren Young as soon as they signed, signed that. Well, I know. I'm I'm being oh. dead serious because, of course, that's that's you know fucking as taboo as it comes to over there. I have to Openly, wonder if there were any gay guys so. on the roster. Well, Finn Balor did not wear his LGBTQ uh, pride clothes in his match. Uh, so okay. that tells you all right. Something. Fair enough. All right. Um, that's really all right. Funny. They opened the no show fags, with no fags. Were, no, I'm sorry. I have to. No fags were left unturned. Sorry. <laughs> oh God, no! I've just become part of it by laughing. Fuck. My apologies to our gay listeners. Uh, I'm talking about cigarettes. Cigarettes. They're we fags in it. We love the gays. I know that. I know that. I'm just kidding. God. Somebody's got to play the straight man and apologize okay. for you two yeah. Neanderthals. <laughs> I All prefer right. curmudgeon. I'm just playing with you two. You know that. All right. Uh, first match on the card. John Cena defeated Triple H in a 15-minute, 45-second time match. Um, best, actually probably best match on the card. Um, in my opinion, there's a singles match. It was what it was. Had some, you know, really good. The crowd was really into it. Uh, it was good having this match first on the card, I thought. I thought it was really well done. Great match. Uh, Triple H always has a cool entrance. Cena comes out with the kids lined up, doing the You Can't See Me. It really made their night. And Cena gave a touching, well, I guess you'd call it touching speech afterward, claiming he wouldn't want to be anywhere else and he wouldn't miss uh, this event for the world. But good match. I, I really liked it. All right, Tim. Okay, I actually did see this match before my before my illegal feed copped out on me. Uh, bored me to tears, so I just couldn't get into it. Maybe it was because it was ten o'clock in the morning here, and I just wasn't didn't seem like time to be watching wrestling. I don't know, but it's whatever. I really it bored me. I got to be honest. Saw no point. Thumbs down. All right, Tr. Uh, all right, <clears throat> I. Uh chuckle to myself, even though it is a pretty cool visual effect, that a mouthful of bottled water kind of looks cool somehow, and how he figured that the fuck out, I don't know, but it's so stupid in premise, but it does add to the effect. And somehow he gets three blows of it, so I don't know what the fuck he, he does. He's like Chris Angel or some shit. But anyway, Triple H, good entrance. Uh, John Cena... Nobody was, because they're not smart, as I tried to point out to everybody in the upcoming week of the show. Nobody in Saudi Arabia. I mean, there might be a fucking guy getting a telegraph of a wrestling observer from 1981 that, that snuck through from customs or something. But nobody's smart to the fucking business to the point where they have to boo Cena and Cena sucks and they have to boo Reigns. They're just going there, probably at gunpoint, but, I mean, uh, I'll stop with the shit. Um, anyway, uh, they cheered Cena. They booed the heel. They worked a 70s um, a style uh, test of strength, shit like that. Then they went into, you know, near falls. And, by the way, both of those near falls, they, 
they allegedly years ago Vince said, uh, "God damn it, count to three like it's a shoot." And uh, in other words, if they count three and they don't kick out, they fucked them. They lost the match because you hit it three times, and both of those near falls on either of them look like you hit it the third time. But um, aside from that, uh, Triple H doesn't have a problem, obviously, in that environment or since it's a, comp- since it's a company, man, to uh, lay down and look at the lights. I thought it was a good match. Um, I'd have to finish this uh, review because I watched it in three different uh, you know, bits and pieces. So uh, I don't know if I'd say it was the best match on the card until I think about the rest of them. But, uh, you know, good for what it was. And like you said, uh, Cena being a pro. He's got another movie he's fucking starting to film and, you know, just got out of the Nikki thing because Hollywood pussy changes your, you know, perspective on everything. You can get everybody in the world you want in every city um, with less of a schedule. So it's not like, you know, wrestling. Anyhow, I hope Nikki finds a, a suitable replacement, but John's going on a fuck, fuck fest. Anyway, that's my analysis. Yeah. Thumbs up, one thumb up or something. I'm not going to give two thumbs up because nothing blew me away. But one thumb up. One stretch on right. strong from Tom Robinson. Yes. All right. Uh, next match, Cedric Alexander beat Kalisto for the Cruiserweight Championship match. Alexander retained 10 minutes, fi- 10 minutes 15 seconds on this match. Lots of high spots. Um, Kalisto did a nice Spanish fly where he... Um, was seated. Whoa, whoa, whoa! And Kalisto found... did Spanish fly. What? What now? To move. Cosby was Spanish on fly to move. Oh, oh Spanish oh, fly oh, is sorry. is a move. It's, uh, oh, well, it's well, also called yeah, it is. the C four. It's a pretty slick move too, I might add. Yeah, Kalisto did one where he bounced on the top rope, seated, and went over, and did the Spanish fly. It was a really neat move, but uh, Alexander gets the win. Um, solid match. Crowd wasn't really into it because, unfortunately, the cruiserweight division is just not getting over for reasons we have discussed in the past. Um, anywhere, it, it's nowhere. Uh, decent match. Um, good for Cedric. Though. I really like Cedric, so I'm glad he's uh, where he's at. But uh, the match was actually supposed to be Buddy Murphy against Cedric Alexander, but. Quote, he didn't make weight, quote. So uh, I'm thinking he may have had some visa issues or something or some uh, passport issues where he couldn't go to Saudi Arabia. So who knows on that end? But uh, go ahead, Tim, your thoughts. Uh, I don't have any. I never saw the match. Got nothing. Well, just just do what I do. I can't offer an an opinion. I saw none of it. So just do what I did with the NFL draft and fucking – Oh, but I get somebody to call in and and be my Uh, bust on him or something (laughs) if you didn't say it. I I don't know. Well, if it was a cruiser rate match, I can only imagine. Uh, One thing I will add, though, from the first match, and I don't know if it continued throughout the whole show. You guys will have to tell me. I would swear dollars to donuts that they were uh, piping in audio into that crowd. Well, actually, here's the thing. Here's what I'll say about that. Um, the actual crowd on the floor were friends of the the royal family, and the floor seating was more political slash 
Um, it was a, it was a different environment. It wasn't fans. The right, fans I'm, were in the outer. I'm assuming that uh, the like at least during the uh, um, Cena Helmsley match, the cheering was all at the right, uh, you know, when you would expect it to be, which sort of made me wonder because that crowd obviously is not up to snuff on the goings on. Uh-huh. So. Well, now here's the thing. They they know more than you think. They may have had the crowd mic'd at the bowl of the stadium because that's what I'm thinking they did. Because the the crowd on the floor, there was very little reaction to a lot of things. But it the crowd around the edges. Could, right. Okay, well, I'll give you that. All I'm saying is when you could look, when you saw what you could see at ringside and then put that together with the audio, the two did not match. I'm just so thinking if there was that noise might... coming out of that building, it was coming from somewhere else. Well, they were showing the crowd for the fan reactions. They showed a lot of the the kids and the adults in the crowd that were around in the lower seating in the bowl and stuff like that. The, and uh, they they had legitimate reactions. So I'm thinking in the that first they match, you mic'd see out there. Guys in the, uh, you know, I don't know what would equate to the first 10 or 15 rows normally. They weren't even watching. They had their backs to the ring. Yeah, that's true. Because they were there um, for, you know, you know, I don't know why they were there. Because they had to be, maybe, like you said, bodyguards yeah. and all this kind of stuff. Anyway, moving on. Uh, I'm up. Uh, I agree with uh, Nate that that was a badass, um, um, what's what's the movie Spanish again? Fly. Spanish Fly. And because he, he, he did like a kind of... Uh, Sit springboard moonsault type Spanish fly. If that if that makes sense, uh, I'm not I'm not a uh, a regular Don Callis with knowing every stupid move. But anyway, um, invented by the Maximo Bros. What were they called? The S something S. What were they called? The, the tag team that invented it. Amazing Red, Joel Maximo, and them. What were they, they had a name though? Oh shit. Uh, yeah, we can come back to it later. That's all right. If you figure it out later, that's all right. Um, but anyway, like you said, cruiserweights are not fucking over. Uh, I imagine the SAT, the SAT, yeah, the SAT, which I failed. No, I'm just kidding. I got, I passed it. Um, very high IQ here. Um, anyhow, uh, where were we? Uh, Cedric Alexander uh, loses, right? Or no, he wins. No, he won. And he won. He wins. Uh, crowd, nothing. And um, it's interesting. The different cultures was was really played out here because, you know, the last big event um, when the crowd was down, the Americans and the after WrestleMania crowd, the wise asses, you know, do that shit with the beach ball. In Saudi, they actually did it with a human head that they just, you know, chopped off outside the building. <laughs> they were, uh, they weren't Ooh, interested in the match. Head. Yeah, they, so they were bouncing a human head around and, uh, until security, you know, slowed that down. It's a shame next they match. couldn't have got Baron Corbin for that exercise. All right, uh, oh, next match. <laughs> what? 
All right. Next match, Raw Tag Team Titles. They're vacant. The Bar, Sheamus and Cesaro, who are on SmackDown, are fighting for the Raw Tag Team Titles. So uh, let's give a big thumbs up to Creative on coming up with that one and give them an old-fashioned pat on the back. But anyway, um, so Bray Wyatt, Matt Hardy win the tag team title match and become the Raw Tag Team Champions, which is makes Bray a, if I'm not mistaken, a two-time tag team champion. And Matt Hardy, uh, he's up to about 42 tag team title reigns, give or take. Um, but, yeah, so it was predictable. It is what it is. Uh, match went eight minutes, 50 seconds. Everybody saw it coming. They knew what was going to happen because, you know, hey, this other tag team's on SmackDown. What do you think's going to happen? But good for Matt and good for Bryce, giving them both something to do. Tim? Okay, well, good good place to do that, though, right? Instead of doing it on Raw. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Okay, so that, that I'll give him that. What do you think of the finish? The elevator. It was what it was. That's kind of become their tag team. Yeah, I like it. True. I like. I, I do like than... why it's. I, I don't know what the fuck they call that, but that fucking creepy bridge walk thing he does freaks me right. Here, here's the problem. It. Here's the biggest problem I've had with that bridge up um, exorcist thing. He does it too much. He does it in every match now. Yeah, this yeah, well, that's what, yeah okay, but that's here's you know, the thing. WWE, right? He does it in every match, and everybody always looks stunned, and he when he does it, and don't know what to do. If a dude bridged up like that, I'd kick him so hard in the face he wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> it like reminds the, me like, of um, uh, what was the the move Tajiri did on the tarantula, the where you know you you had to know it was coming, and you basically had to. Let him put it on you, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, I love the tarantula. It was a cool move. I did but, too, but you know, but that that okay, whole I got that whole, and here's the problem with that: he does it every match. Now, if he would save it and only do it in big feuds, then it'd be like, ooh, it was unexpected. Yeah. Nobody saw it coming. But if he's on his back on the, and somebody is up, he's going to do that. Though, damn. That every show, people pay their money. They want to see the guys do their shit, and that's what I happens. Guess. Yeah, I guess so. so. But as far as I just don't internet, understand. I mean, you, knew, you knew it was going to happen, so you know, can't be all that surprised at the outcome. I hear you with the, no. you know, the moves aren't as special as what they once were because they use them every week. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm okay with that match. I mean, it was an average I never watched it. I, I saw bits. I, I'm I'm watching bits while you guys are talking. Um, nothing special, but I, I they had to do something, so they gave him the title. So let's see where they go from there with it. Yeah. Uh, Tr. Uh, yes. No. Um, <laughs> That's pretty good. Jeremy Borash is <laughs> Jeremy Borash is there um, now. Uh, so, you know, that will, if, if the, uh, snowflakes or smart fans or, um, millennials or whoever was crying about the difference, now they have no excuse if it doesn't get over, but it's getting over a little, um, 
as we call them here on Wide Men Can't Jump, uh, Husky Hardy is now, you know, the, the tag team partner of Matt. Um, they got the weird guy gimmick. I have a sneaky feeling this is leading to a uh, Bray Wyatt. He'll turn down the road, and hopefully the fu- the first emergence of Sister Abigail being a real human in the form of my favorite would be Rosemary because she's got sneaky hot tits, and she plays that evil shit good. Um, but, yeah, um, as far as the match, basic. Uh, in that particular, I, I got to disagree with that. I don't like that spider bullshit either, and I would kick him in the face if it was a street fight. But, you know, um, in that, it's the only time over there, but they're going back in November or something, but on that big of a platform, so... Those that do get the television feed did pop for it, and uh, I think not the not the ringside like you guys talked about. I think Nate's right with they mic the people that you couldn't see in the rafters that were um, up higher in the dark. But I think they popped correctly for everything. So anyway, uh, one thumb, not even one thumb, just there, not a not a not a thumb down, just. Just uh, 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 even. Even will be a new rating. Did wasn't bad. Did you happen to see how much tickets for the event were? No, Over I did there? not. One hundred and thirty-five uh, camels each. <laughs> I was thinking about that. No, no, and they're not talking about cigarettes either. Um, it was which would be more expensive. Four dollars. <laughs> Four dollars a ticket. Mm. So okay, so that works I've, out to about what twelve twelve dollars American, I believe, something like that. Uh, no, actually, their money isn't worth dick. Uh, let me see here. Oh yeah, no, it'd be the other way around. Sorry. Yeah, you're looking at like yeah, it'd on. be like a dollar. I'll get the direct. I'll get the direct. Uh, Something like that. Right here. Not not important. It is to me. But anyway, okay. next match. I'll get I'll get to that while you guys are talking. Just next match. You, next match, Jeff Hardy defeats Jinder Mahal with his sidekick, Sun Lee Singh. Uh US title match, six minutes and ten seconds. And if you didn't see it, it Jinder had the most unfunny botch of the night. Uh, but I don't know if you saw it. Jeff Hardy goes up for the whisper in the wind, does the move, comes off, and lands on the mat. Like, Jinder's not even turned around. Yeah, and Hardy hits the mat, and as soon as he hits the mat, Jinder takes a bump. And I'm just like, what the fuck was that? And, Jin- and people it was on the whisper Twitter, in the wind. Hello? <laughs> Whisper in the wind and blew him down. <laughs> Must have. Um, but Gender t- did tweet out, I was playing possum. That was his tweet on the matter. Uh, oh. Man, it was it was a horrible botch. It was so bad. I was like, what the hell just happened there? Well, he didn't have much of a choice considering the entire internet was talking about how sloppy the match was and how he just wasn't there when Hardy did the move. So, there's that. Uh, if this isn't proof that Jinder Mahal 
just doesn't need to be where he's at right now. And there's other guys that need that spot, but I don't know what is. Um, just it was a nice try, decent experiment, just didn't work. You know, you gotta you gotta just sometimes you just gotta look at things and say, you know what, we tried and it, it didn't work. And this is one of those times. Uh, match was kind of meh, sloppy, um, but they they did what they did. So, um, so yeah, that's my feelings on the match, Tim. Okay, well I beg to differ. In the sense of okay, he's he's obviously um, not the greatest worker in the ring. Um, I see now we answered our question about how uh, Saudi Arabia felt about India because he was booed outrageously. Um, But I think he's got lots of heat. And the worse he is in the ring, and the more push they give him, the more people hate him. And I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing or not. I kind of like he comes out and I kind of tell myself, okay, what? How's he going to fuck up this time? You know, how, how, can he, how can he fuck up more than he did the, the last time he was out here? And yet they managed to push him to to more crazy fuck ups. So I kind of, I, yeah, I kind of like it. So count me weird that way. But I mean, the match itself obviously was not much. But I'm I'm not against the gender experiment. I I kind of like it. I wasn't at first, but it just like. Eventually, you just got to throw your hands up and be like, you know what? We tried. It didn't work. Um, I was yeah, willing to give work. him a shot. The people hate him. Not for the right reasons. It's different heat. They don't want to pay money to see this guy get his ass kicked. They don't care if he's there. They don't care if he's not there. It's it's a, an illicit reaction. But can they? But can they? Sure, they could. They could do whatever I, they want. I they think, just don't. I think I think honestly the heat of the days where people will pay money it's like I want to pay money to watch this guy get punched in the mouth. I think those days in wrestling are over. You don't yeah, because see they that won't anymore. do the stuff they need to do. You know how you get Jinder Mahal over Monday night on what's what's he on Raw or SmackDown? I don't even know anymore. He's on Raw now. He's on okay, Raw. Okay, so Monday night on Raw. Uh, during the women's match, he comes out into the women's match and beats the unholy hell out of all the women. Well, you definitely can't do that in the PG era. Yeah, you can't do that anymore, but they should. That's how you get heat. Can you imagine if he come out and beat the shit out of, you know, Bailey and Sasha Banks? They were having a match, and he came out there and just creamed both of them and left them for dead laying in the ring and walked off and then did a, cut a promo about how American women are should be more like uh, Indian women or Saudi women or whatever you want to pick. How well, how much heat he would garner from that? You wouldn't think Maybe. somebody would pay to see him get beat up next week by whomever? Again, I don't think they would because everybody in the audience knows it's a work. Everybody's just like, ah, well, you know, that's what they're doing to get him over as a heel, yada, yada. We don't care. The only guy I've seen have legitimate heat where the crowd paid money and wanted to see him get his ass kicked in recent memory was Tommaso Ciampa when he fought Johnny Gargano. That crowd hated him and wanted to eat him alive, and it was beautiful. And that took a lot of work on their part. So kudos to I think they could do it if they were willing to go old school again, but they're not. So you're right that they won't do it, but it's not because they couldn't. They just won't. Also... Also, four, four Saudi Arabian dollars is a dollar seven cents American. 
Yeah, I had it backwards. Okay. I just let you guys talk about that for a while while I gathered my thoughts. Uh, I believe you you skipped an important detail. Hardy versus uh, Mahal was a Koran on a pole match, um, for one. (laughs) Secondly... Fucking sugar donut on a pole mat. <laughs> you cannot you, you cannot skip these details. Um anyhow, uh so the match was the match. Um I understand that uh Jinder and his push may be going downward and that healthy Singh brother is having problems identifying as a man. So a gimmick fell into their lap where they're going to re-debut and repackage them on Monday as transgender. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> transgender y'all. Oh god. Match, the match the match itself I could care less. Uh Jeff Jeff Hardy's the only guy in North America who has more DUIs than I do and he's still working and making money. Um, so, you know, brother Nero, whatever, whisper in the wind and all that. And yeah, it was, blah, uh, blah, blah, blah. I'll give a thumbs down actually. Jesus. Transgender. Lady and gentlemen. Uh, I can, I can hear it. Ladies and gentlemen from parts unknown. His parts are unknown. Transgender. There you Jesus. go. Parts are unknown indeed. Uh, oh, all right. No. Next match. Uh, SmackDown Tag Team title match. Bludgeon Brothers, Harper and Rowan defeat the Usos. Five minutes and five seconds in a match where the Usos got a little more offense than they did at WrestleMania, but not much. Uh, Bludgeon Brothers do what they do. Good tag team. Love where they're going with them. Uh, time to get some new blood for them to face. Um, the Usos are going... Uh, they're not going up the card anymore. They're going down since WrestleMania-ish. So, uh, Tim, you're up. Yeah, yeah, the Usos just need to go away for a while, I think. Or they need to repackage them or something. That that Whatever success they had is, seems to be... Over. Um, I, I like the Bludgeon Brothers. I, I think I, I'm happy to see those two get a some kind of a push. Um, yeah, match was oh, what I saw of it seemed okay. Got no argument with them winning, so it's an even for me. All right, Tr. Um, never really liked the Usos. Uh, respect that they can work. But never really got into them, even with the Uso Penitentiary, you know, and uh, roll up, Oos, and all that shit, you know, wearing Raider shit. And I caught that um, ish thing you put on the end there because you know that's what they do. Uh, Thank you. As uh, as. Afa, Sika, and other family members have tried to talk to Vince McMahon about Simones have drawn money since the beginning of time in wrestling, but there was one key factor. 
They were heels, i.e. Roman Reigns and the Usos are somewhat baby faces. They're being pushed as somewhat. They all should be heels, and things might work better. Uh, but Vince doesn't listen to even offense. He kind of... So anyway, uh, to the match, Bludgeon Brothers. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, I like that they made people forget about their stint in the Wyatt factory, much like Braun Strowman did. They came out on their own, and they're all three right now are more over than Bray Wyatt, which is kind of crazy. Um, but, <laughs> hey, it is what it is. Uh, Brody Lee was a badass and a great worker on the indie scene. Got his shot, got tied up in all these tag teams, but he's making money. He's got the belt. Rowan's a big old boy. He slaps him in the face every match. That gets kind of a pop. And uh, go bludgeon, brothers. I, I mean, if, if we're doing fantasy booking, which is I would massively cut up if some other show did it because every show does it and they're stupid. They're not funny and they're uninteresting. But if I'm doing fantasy booking like every other sucky show, I would have them – Dominate everybody until War Machine's ready to be brought up and be the team to actually match in you know. Do you uh, see intensity. that they ch- they changed War Machine's name? Yeah, the War God fucking Cakes or something. War Raiders. Yeah, the War even Raiders. Make sense. Yeah, yeah, I like War Machine gonna... better, but yeah. take the. I don't know what. The... Guess who struck again? <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. Next match. Um, Intercontinental title ladder match. Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, and The Miz. Uh, 14 minutes, 33 seconds this match went. Good match. Uh, not great, but good for a ladder match. Uh, not a lot of – not as many ladder spots as one would hope for, but – Again, this was a really, really large house show, basically. Um, Seth Rollins wins. Love the finish with Balor having the title, unhooking it, and Rollins doing the springboard up onto the ladder, grabbing it and pulling it down, and basically escaping with it. Makes Balor look good, made Rollins look good. Miz and Samoa Joe are on a different show now, so you you knew they weren't going to win. Uh, Rollins is Rollins is great. Balor's great. Joe's great. Miz is great. So great, uh, good match. Not great, good match. So good for those guys. Tim. Yeah, I I, I heard. I didn't see. You can have to. You can have to. Um, okay, this. I understand that the Miz got the most pyro of the night. I believe he did. That's what it says here. That he got more pyro than even Cena or Triple H. I thought that's kind of interesting. Interesting fact to show you where he sits with the office. That he, for whatever reason, uh, he's a company dude, and he he's he gets some shit for being a company dude, but gets some payoff for it too. Um, I I got a I, I can't stand Seth Rollins. I'm not even sure why. I just don't like him. But uh, this looks like a typical ladder match, and it's never going to live up to the earlier ones. That's the trouble with the ladder matches for me. You know, I'm looking for that crazy, insane high spot that they just can't do with these guys because they don't want anybody to get uh, Joey mercury as it was. Um, I'm sorry. I'm still looking for the mute button on you after that Seth Rollins comment. Uh, I, I'm I kidding. Just don't, I, I just don't like Seth Rollins, and I'm not. He's a good worker and all that. I get it. 
He just doesn't do a damn thing for me. Nah, I'm one just those, messing with you. It's okay. One of those things. I don't know why, but uh, but these, like I said, with these matches, I'm always I have great expectations for them. But then when I look, okay, see who's in it. Okay, well, who's going to take the horrific shot in this match? Besides the Miz, maybe. They don't dare risk those other three guys getting hurt. Or they shouldn't, anyhow. So it kind of always tempers it down for me. Um, decent match from what I see, so I'm okay with Rollins retaining. That's all right. So, yeah, okay. Maybe a half a thumbs up from me. TR. Okay. Uh I was groggy during the beginning, so uh, quick thoughts on each guy. Uh, Miz, he's been there. He endured all the bullshit and didn't quit or didn't go crying to a lawyer with Ben Wan, JBL, and all that. Been there for over a decade. Uh, definitely, uh, he's not a, a good talker like people think because he fucking mispronounces words and shit like I do here. Um, every fucking problem he does. But he he does he's a good talker in the sense that he gets your attention. Um, but uh, one thing I don't like uh, I'm, this is my last comment on him is that he's a heel and he's a new father and every chance he gets and they go along with it is he names his daughter and shows his daughter Monroe Sky or whatever. And I, I don't think a newborn baby should be subjected to wrestling goobers. And, uh, you know, I don't want to see anybody say, you know, like Kane Dewey, like fucking uh, kill Monroe kill or something. I don't want to see any of these goobers. So anyway, enough of that. Uh, enough enough Monroe Sky. Keep, the, keep your family to yourself. Uh, second guy, Finn. Finn Benoit, as I like to call him, because he was locked up in that fucking dojo for two years. He's... All those people get fucking nuts. Um, I didn't see his entrance. Did it? Did it go over like it does in the states? There. Not that I could see. All right. Um, Just seemed kind of typical. Can't take away nothing from his work. Good worker. Um, not other than his entrance. Nothing I would pay money for. Seth Rollins, much to Tim and Nate's surprise, before uh, I met you guys, every night practically on Facebook, I would fucking ream his ass, not necessarily blaming him, but when he was open and raw with 15-minute diatribes with that stupid skunk hair and marble mouth, it was awful. It made me hate him, too, even though I, I do agree he's a good worker. But a clumsy worker who broke Sting's neck, broke Cena's nose, and fucked up his own shit with Kane and all that. So he seems to be less clumsy now. Good worker. Okay. I like him in the shield, and I like him in his current role where he doesn't talk too much. And lastly, here's a surprise. I went out of my way one time, and I don't want to say too much about this because then we'll get a call from our friend a little later probably. But I went to Ring of Honor when I heard that he was he did a singles in New York and he did a, a tag team in Philly uh, with Kenta Kobashi on the other side. And I believe Kenta was Kenta Kobashi's partner, if I'm not mistaken. Um, anyway, I went to that to see that live because I thought that would be cool. 
I was a big Samoa Joe guy, and I, you know, I dug that he worked Lesnar, and you know, believable. But from here on out, to me, he's the most boring fucking guy on the planet. And uh, without Reigns going over in that match that we'll get to later, a main event. If if it were still pay per view and not ten bucks a month which I may or may not have for free from somebody else's passcode, um, I definitely wouldn't pay to see Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns ever anywhere, any place, any time. It would be the most boring fucking thing in my life in history. So that's all I got to say. The match, I, like I said, it was groggy. Great finish with the Spider-Man move by Rollins. I agree. So thumbs up. Man, you guys are rough. I don't like Samoa Joe. <laughs> always well, like I him. did, but I did, but he's you know the same thing fifteen years later, just in a different place. Just those stupid shorts, the awful body, ugly face, I do with hate big those. old fucked up nose. <laughs> I do hate those shorts. I will agree with that. I, I do hate those. <laughs> those are really annoying. I just not a to me. He's not a star. He's just a good good talent. But whatever. Well, sir, Jim Cornette disagrees. But anyway. <laughs> then anyway, I know him right. Oh, oh. Ooh. All right. Next match AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, singles championship match for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. 14 minutes, 25 seconds. Goes to a double countout. Um, I thought this match was better, better than the Romania match, truthfully. I thought it, it was paced better. I thought they moved better. looked like they had a little more time. They were a little more clear on what they wanted to do. Um, love that Nakamura is a heel now. That gives us a little more clarity on on like where both guys are coming from. It's not face versus face. Nakamura is a heel. AJ goes up for the phenomenal forearm. Nakamura moves. AJ stops and doesn't hit the ref. Nakamura hits him with a low blow. Goes for the pin. AJ grabs the rope. Good false finish. Uh, they both go outside. AJ shows a bit of rage. Uh, just starts beating the piss out of Nakamura and goes double count out. Looks like it's going to set up a third match between the two, which I am not against. Uh, hopefully they give it plenty of time. And let these two really go out and tell a great story because now it's personal. It's not just two friendly guys fighting each other. Like the match. Uh him. Any match where a man, where one grown man punches another grown man in the balls, what's not to like? It's that simple simple for me, yep. What I really like, though, and I guess maybe, Tom, maybe you could enlighten us a little bit more with your expertise on this um, from uh, from a wrestling perspective. When they go for the for the low blow, like I'm watching his the, the it right now. Is it like uh, okay? Obviously, placement is paramount there, right? Because you don't really want to low blow the guy, correct? Um, truthfully, I'm not qualified to give that answer because it was never trained in in the flat back. So well, bump I, or the front the bump. reason I ask is because if you watch it, you can see okay, he comes up from behind him. And he, he really makes a, a, a point to uh, curl the arm. And then when he hits him, he, he leaves it there. 
and I'm <laughs> I'm wondering what that's all about. Why, why? What's the delay with? Why does that? You know, maybe it's nothing, but it's it's just it seems odd. Both times he's done it, he, he kind of puts it in there, and it's almost like he kind of likes the idea that he, his hand is in there, and it creeps me out. Um, uh, I'll I'll uh, I, I can give you a little clarity on that. Um, I believe now, correct me if I'm wrong on this. When they go for the low blow, where they curl the arm, is the bicep. You want the bicep to be below where you're aiming for. That way it looks vicious because the front of your arm is up and it looks like you really nailed them. And the reason they leave it there is kind of like theatrics. Like, you ever notice whenever you see, like, rock group, Bruce Dickinson always used to say this. When you're performing, you got to perform like you're performing to the guy who is the furthest away from you as humanly possible. So basically, you over-exaggerate everything to overplay it and make sure everybody in the building knows what you just did. Because he really lays it in there. I'm assuming that the, uh, or I always assume that the, uh, it was to get either the forearm or the bicep to the side of the leg and nowhere near the guy's package. But I kind of wonder how they can know that. Because he can't really see much. You know, it's not like he can tell where the guy's junk is that yeah it's a good it's a good question for somebody who wrestles how many times that move's been actually botched and there's been contact probably more than you think if you if you try the robber you don't see it that often anymore that is something you you know you don't really used to see it all the time back in the day and when there was women involved there was always a lot of low blowing but uh (laughs) <laughs> write your own joke for that. Um, that yeah. Anyway. So. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Hashtag, for me, like you said, hashtag me too. You're hoping. What's that? Hashtag me too. Oh uh, yes. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I just saw this match. It seemed like a week ago to me, so it didn't thrill me all that much. But if they're going to set it up for a, I, I would imagine we're going to get a probably what a SummerSlam match out of this. I'm thinking backlash. Okay, yeah, that might be a little too long to push it. Uh, it depends on what they're going to do with them. I mean, are they going to let Nakamura actually win at the end of this? They should. They should. I think turning Which him me heel is what they're going to do with Styles then. But I think turning him heel is the best thing to do for him because he's really getting into character with the. No speak English and the yeah, I like I liked a couple of his promos made me laugh where he his promos talks to excellent. her where he talked to her yeah. for two minutes and then looked at when he didn't like the last question and then he told her he didn't speak English I thought that was hilarious yeah uh, yeah uh, even match for me but moving on tr uh doesn't excite me uh. I'm gonna I'm gonna catch heat internally here and externally, but uh, it's just the way I feel. Styles' inability to talk is awful. He's the worst talker in the company with scripted lines. And TNA, a couple times they let him just go out there and fucking shoot and talk, worked shoot, but shoot nonetheless. And talk about he's been there for years and he, he's got no respect and he's, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, 
okay, you're turning the corner, dude. The guy fucking can't talk. It's so awful. Uh, most fans are blinded by his insane in-ring ability and don't watch that part. The house that AJ Styles built is about the only thing he says correctly in his promo. Um, everybody overlooks it. He's fucking terrible. Worst, worst on the mic in the business, hands down, of, of those that get a push. Um, and that's disagree. part of being a disagree. superstar. Disagree. Okay. Uh, you, sh- you, you dig up a good AJ Styles promo from WWE, and I'll, I'll look at it. But um, anyhow, You dig up... You dig up a decent Roman Reigns promo, and I'll watch it. I know this ain't this. This commentary isn't about Roman Reigns. All right, look, I'll agree, but you said worst on the mic that's got a push in WWE. I'll take AJ Styles promos over Roman Reigns promos any day of the week, twice on Sunday. I mean, not 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 for me. Um. Anyway. Uh, terrible uh, with that. Um, greatest in-ring worker in the world. Not going to argue that. And, but uh, more noticeably small than ever before. I don't know why. Maybe because Nakamura is so tall. And hate to use these words with... Uh, the corporate uh, gimmick, but B plus player, intercontinental fucking stud. No, <laughs> no sir, no sir. I intercontinental no. champion. No, Shawn Michaels was no. intercontinental champion. Bret Hart was intercontinental champion. That's where he yeah. is. Uh, they, and they they got and the they, world title they, too, and yeah. Stone Cold had to come in and bail them out in money when they were fucking losing the company. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Actually, Nakamura. they lost they lost more money with Diesel as the champion than with Brett or Sean. Well, since he was you know champion for a cup of coffee, uh, Diesel was champion for a year. How long were Brett and Sean feuding with that belt? Mm, they started. In '96, ended in '97. They actually made money in '97. Uh, Diesel was champion from. He won the title from Backland in 1995. No, '96 or so. No, '94. He won it from Backland in '94 after Survivor Series in Madison Square Garden. He lost it a year later to Bret Hart. At Survivor Series 1995, it was the Survivor Series or at uh, In Your House. It was a year later, and he was the lowest drawing WWE champion in history in terms of money. And I went to WCW and was the highest drawing hottest bag on the history of the business. I agree. So, touche, touche. And uh, anyhow, uh, Styles fan in the ring. Put the U.S. or Intercontinental title on him for two years and whatever. Learn to talk, kid. Anyhow, uh, Nakamura, apparently they put a Japanese rap over his song because they hate the fans singing along and they're going full force on the heel turn. Uh, I like it. 
I think he should beat Styles in the third match. And this match was okay. Certainly not a dream match. Thumbs up, I guess. Cool. All right. Sorry. Sorry, TR. I just wanted to... You wanted to have a healthy debate. No, I, I, I prefaced it by saying I'll get I'll probably get heat internally, meaning us three. No, saying there's that, no heat. from listeners. No. Jesus. There's got Well if there ain't you should act like it act like it, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus, you fucking Okay, first of all, there there is no heat because of course Tom is right. AJ Styles is a horrific on the mic. Absolutely. I didn't say he was great. I never said Whether he's worse than Roman Reigns or not is another question. That's kind of, you know, which would you rather eat, Nate shit or Tom shit? Kind of a, you know, I don't know. That's a no win. Uh, Mine. The WWE WWE (laughs) really needs to fucking slap Vince McMahon in the head, throw him in a closet somewhere or something, and remember that there's this thing called managers and what they can do for wrestlers. But anyways, that'll never happen until Vince is gone. But uh, God, what they could do All with right. some of those guys if they didn't have to talk. But anyways. I agree. Uh, the Undertaker next fought Rusev with an English casket match, nine minutes and 40 seconds. Uh, Rusev lasted longer and got more blows in than John Cena. Uh, just thought I'd point that out. Uh, but he did do the J-O-B for Taker. And English took a tombstone and actually kind of bounced on his head a little bit. Don't know what happened there, but he was okay. Uh, Taker wins, clearly. Um, I thought Taker looked a lot better than he had in the past. I guess he got a new hip from what I heard, and that's helped him. thought Taker looked uh, pretty good. Rusev did, did great with what they wanted needed him to do. It is Rusev Day. Um, I hope they really give him some some room to run with that. Cause he like, to me, Rusev's a guy with Aiden English behind him and a guy who can, he's naturally funny. He's over with the crowd. The Rusev day thing is catching on. People seem to really dig it. They just need to let him get some steam going. Let him win again. Let him get, maybe, maybe give him a, a U.S. title run or, or something. Just give him something, give him money in the bank this year, something like that. And let him cash in on Rusev day. There you go, but I don't. Thank you. Tell me that's not a good idea. <laughs> Tell me that's not a good idea. Um, no, it's plausible. Yeah, just have him say, Aiden English come out and say Rusev has decided to cash in his money in the bank on a certain day. He will cash it in on Rusev Day, and you can run with that. It'd be great. But uh, yeah, Taker beats Rusev. Casket match, um, it was what it was. Nothing special, but, you know, again, it just kind of was what it was. Tim. Okay, I want somebody to explain to me if they can. Uh, Okay, A, what was all the bullshit with? uh, First he was in this match, then he fucking wasn't. Then he was, then he wasn't, then he was, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I don't know what the fuck all that was about, if anything. I read somewhere that it was a complete and total work, which to me, I don't know what the point of it was, if that was the case. Um, they start to get this guy over, and this isn't the first time it's happened with him. 
And then they crushed the motherfucker. And I don't get it. They could have had anybody face the Undertaker, and as long as it ends with the fucking tombstone and into the casket, everyone's happy, right? doesn't need to be anybody that they're trying to push. I don't uh, think they're I, trying I, maybe, to push for Seth. I think they're actually starting to get over. I really don't I mean, think you, they want him. I don't think they want him to get over. Are you suggesting that they fucking did it to him to try to stop his fucking grassroots push? I feel like he started this push. This push was has developed kind of like the old Daniel Bryan thing. Yeah, we don't it want Daniel Bryan to nowhere. Yeah, kind of. They don't want Rusev to get over to the point where he's well, getting possible. crowd support. And if you go to some of these shows, especially with the smart marks, Rusev is over. The whole crowd in the Royal Rumble so was, was chanting Rusev Day. You got uh, you got Undertaker normally one time a year. Now suddenly he's able to go twice, and his second match you fucking waste on this. I mean, don't get it. I don't know. Don't understand the thinking behind that. Now, granted, there might be back, there might be things there as far as his health goes and all that shit that I don't know about. But I don't get Maybe. the point of this match at all. Don't give two shits. Waste of Rusev, waste of Undertaker, boring, 14 thumbs down for me. TR. Okay. I have a lot of this, a lot on this. Highly different, but looked at from a different way. Um, Those fucking oil fuckers that have all that money uh, requested the Undertaker's presence there because he's their favorite. And uh, I'm sure his check is was like seven figures for one appearance. Uh, I know he rode with the Iron Horse Motorcycle Club based. Uh, I don't forget where it's based. But he's uh, pretty hardcore to where it was more shocking to me without exposing his business, but I just did. Maybe he's not with the club anymore, but those guys and... Uh, Middle Eastern people are just like, pardon the pun, oil and water. So that in itself is shocking, but I guess money changes everything. Um, Secondly, in my opinion, on a pushed show, I I don't understand what Tim was saying either with the Jericho, Rusev, Rusev, Jericho, switch back and forth. Uh, that that does make no sense. But um, in my opinion, when you're a guy like Rusev on your way up and you get a chance on that big a platform, you indeed are pushed if you're working with The Undertaker, whether you're squashed or not. Um, so that's just the way I look at it. And match quality, the shits. Um, I looked for that tombstone, and I didn't see... Uh, what everybody else saw, at least it wasn't as glaring to me as like Austin and Owen that time. So I don't know. I I, I tried to look at it, but maybe I'm just blind, which it could be the case. Uh, casket match, which kind of creeped me out. You know, I wouldn't want to lay in a casket, especially next to Aiden English with his cock, with his ass on my cock. But um, and one final thing, Lana dyed her hair pink on Instagram and keeps asking what you think. So she's obviously wanting the attention back from Rusev, and 
Rusev got his own attention. And you got to give him uh, props for being a Bulgarian dude who picked up a weird chick, but a hot chick nonetheless, and is slaying that ass year after year. So I think he'll continue to be over. And if you remember when Daniel Bryan first got, like you said, the groundswell smart mark push, I don't think Rusev will ever get that big, but I didn't think Daniel Bryan would ever get that big either. But um, Sheamus squashed him in, what, 15 seconds at a WrestleMania? And it didn't hurt him a lick. Eighteen. So he still got over. He still got over like a motherfucker. So I'd rather get squashed by Undertaker. That was the beginning of that Daniel Bryan push. By the way, the whole crowd rebelled the next night at the Monday Night Raw that Daniel Bryan lost that match. I, I was there for that. Yeah. Well, I mean, they rebelled for a reason because they liked him and they felt it was unjust, which would. Kind yeah. of be the same formula if you think about it. Um, so we'll yeah. see the reaction. We'll see the reaction. Um, but I don't think it's pushes anywhere near over. I think he'll still get it. And if the pops keep coming, there's only like one example off the top of my head when somebody was getting over that they they kind of just got rid of it was uh, um, forget his fucking name. I call him Idol Stevens. Uh, whatever he worked at Damian there. Damien Sandow. Damien When Sandow. the Miz thing, when he was popping more than the Miz for his, you know, his uh, stuntman thing. And they would oh, they hate, hate for him to be They in. hated that. They hated that. Oh, my God. He got over like a million bucks. Yeah, so I hope that that isn't the case because, like you said, Rusev is a funny dude. Seems like a good dude. And, uh, you know, whatever. So... Uh, match right. shit. I mean, just just a whatever match. Yeah, just there for it Undertaker because Prince Prince fucking Amin Abid Johansson fucking yeah. Abdul Jerkoff wanted to see <laughs> the dead man. <laughs> that was the Finnish representative in the Saudi court, Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next match. Oh, I wanted match. to add that uh, I wanted to add Go quick ahead. before you went any further that Aiden English did Go tweet ahead. that he was the happiest guy in hell. That he loved every minute hmm. of that that he got to, that he got to be part of that whole thing. So I just thought I'd throw yeah, it I'm there. sure. You'd have to. I mean, all the boys, God. all the boys want to be in the ring with Cena, Triple H, Undertaker, etc. So. so, just yeah. throwing that out there. All right, Brock Lesnar. Champion, steel cage match, universal title. Uh, beat Roman Reigns by escaping the cage in 9 minutes and 15 seconds. Um, TR is probably going to disagree with me on this, but I liked this match way more than I liked their Mania match. Um, both guys got offense. Both guys came out looking strong. Both guys, um, you know, they were hard-hitting suplexes, Superman punches, spears. And I'm not going to say that it was a great match, because it wasn't. It wasn't a great match. It was a good, solid house show fight that these two had. The the finish was excellent. Loved the finish. And I think Roman looked uh, as good as he's looked against Brock. And I thought Brock looked vulnerable, which is something that they don't do very often. So, uh, well done 
on this match. Um, maybe not so much in terms of the match itself, but the finish and the story it told were both really good. Um, in case you didn't see it, Roman spears Brock up against the cage. He speared him about three or four times in the match. Uh, Roman spears Brock. They go through the cage, not the panel. The, the actual chain link breaks. Brock hits the ground. His feet are actually on the chain link, not on the ground, but his back, his body hit the ground, and Roman rolls off the chain link. His feet hit the floor. If you go by the actual rules of a steel cage match, Roman should have won the match, but they said Brock hit the ground first and that Brock Lesnar retained because Roman speared him through the cage. So a little controversy there, but makes for good stories. Kind of a dusty finish, if you ask me. Even the announcers commented that, you know, they thought Roman actually, his feet got on the ground first. But it got people talking, and I thought the, it did a good job. So uh, it, why couldn't you have done that at, at Mania, WWE? But uh, anyway, Tim. Okay. First off, some part of flabby Brock Lesnar fucking touched the ground when he was laying on the chain link fence. Let's not kid ourselves. The rules? So he did, of a, so he did touch the ground first. The rules of a steel cage match are both feet must touch the floor. Okay. There have yeah, been and you're steel cage. You're hold not on, allowed hold to on. tie anybody up for a five count and all the other bullshit. Don't have me rules. Hold, hold. In a steel cage match, the only rule, if you escape the cage, both feet have to hit the floor. I don't give okay. two fucks. Right. Hey, there's the been rules. plenty of cage matches where guys get their hands on the ground and all that shit. That match true. ain't over. Match ain't over. That is true. I'll Both give you that. Feet. Okay. Didn't Both care, feet. though. Yeah. I Carry thought the finish was fucking stupid. Didn't like it. Second of all, and this is this is come. I'm coming at you, Nate. Mr. fucking Baron Corbin, who's only got five moves that you hate. You want to talk about guys who don't have any fucking moves. I will suplex you now for the 17th fucking time. Oh, yes? I agree. I will retaliate with my fucking Superman punch for the 16th fucking time. I agree. I'm, I'm, hey, listen, I'm you don't sorry. get no argument out of me. It boring wasn't, as I didn't fuck. say the match was good. The match wasn't that very good. boring to me. You know what's going like to happen, except for that finish, which I, but I still thought the finish was stupid. I don't understand... Like, is Brock Lesnar not capable of wrestling any more than that? Because I think he is. Is Roman Reigns not capable of doing anything more than what they do with him? Why do they insist on... And that fucking loading up for that Superman punch? Fuck me, is that stupid. God, that's dumb. I hate that fucking... That whole thing. That guy could be so good and yet isn't. And Lesnar, well, I guess Lesnar's just... I guess he's only really there for the money, so he maybe doesn't give two fucks, but... I'm sorry, I just, I don't see the fucking point of this match. None at all. I don't get it. I mean, I know that okay, he's the champ, blah, 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 not from that perspective, but what happens inside the ring? Fucking boring as hell. But again, ten fucking minus thumbs from me. Hated it. <laughs> ten. Wow. Um, Reigns Lesnar, uh, but similar to me, because they didn't take the title off him tells me there's a bigger picture, especially with Paul openly mentioning that he will fight in the UFC promo after promo on WWE television. So there's a deal already been made, obviously. Uh, 
probably, you know how those guys come out, like Dennis with Dan Severn back in the day came out the UFC with the NWA title and all these other wrestling belts and shit. They're probably going to have the universal belt with him and fucking whatever when he fights in UFC. Um, so that explains Reigns not getting the title and fighting Samoa Joe. I use the term loosely. Uh, sometime in a man's life, it's hard to picture with Brock Lesnar, uh, but he's the last person I would see agreeing to go to Saudi Arabia, and he did. And not only that, Supposedly, Orton and him had a little, uh, unless it was worked, a little bit of uh, bad taste in their mouth about the way their match went and, you know, Brock beating the fuck out of him and all that. But yet a video surfaced of those two, Cesaro and uh, the Singh brother, kicking a soccer ball around before the show and, like, kind of hanging out, which was really strange to see Brock Lesnar take part in. Um so, uh, I don't know if we get some information down the line and maybe he's just like changed his tune a little bit. I don't know. But, uh, uh, Lesnar is doing about three moves a match, which is about, which is a little frustrating considering if you watch him against punk, him against other guys, him against, you know, if you want to go way back when he was, you know, with angle and all those guys, then he was a legitimately good worker and, I don't know if he still can, or that's just the way they want him to kill people. But uh, uh, match itself, because I just kind of I enjoy Brock as an attraction, but I'm not into him having a belt. Not that I'm into Roman Reigns having a belt either, but I just, I just wanted to get it off for Brock somehow. Um, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. So um, I mean, I. The finish, I don't, I don't hate like Tim, not because of how it was done or what was done, but I thought it was uh, pretty risky on both guys that they that they, you know, risked their body like that. So that's the, that's what I liked about it. That they, you know, you can gimmick all that shit you want, but you're still going through a cage and dropping about six to seven feet in the air to unknown landing spots. So. Yeah. Oh, you can't, kudos pre- to you that. can't predict where that cage is going to go either, right? Like it was, it was right a rough-looking rough bump. You know, I'm when it, when it breaks, even if, you, even if you've gimmicked it when it breaks, you have no control over how, you know, what directions that shit's going to go. Like, you're a heartbeat from taking one of those things in the eye or you know, yeah. cutting yourself really good or whatever. So, yeah, you're right. I never really thought about that. So maybe I should give them a few more marks for... Uh, for taking the rough spill there that I didn't really think about it that way. Yeah, I like the balls on both of them to do that. But, uh, I mean, uh, you mentioned get something going wrong. I forget what it was, and Nate will tell me, like, instantly because of his memory. But Bob Holly did something with something and then sliced the shit out of his back. What was that, Nate? He did a suplex on ECW TV to Rob Van Dam, and the back edge of the table caught him on his back and sliced him open. <laughs> Told you, no. Fucking, it's fucking Encyclopedia Bush. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I, it's like you know, it's. I didn't think it was way better than WrestleMania. It might have, you know, like you said, Reigns got a little more offense. Uh, not since there was no no change or nothing. It just seemed like let's put these guys over there because the the, the Prince wants them. So 
Yeah, well, yeah. Let's not forget that either. That, that this this card was never designed to push storylines or any of that sort of right. shit. This card was fully done to to make a boatload of money from these guys and move on. So there's that right. to consider too. Right. Yeah. Well, let's oh, get I, to the I last should mention, match. I should I should mention before the last match, just uh, in case I forget, I do do now have. Uh, Due to, uh, I should say this and, and beat our chest a little bit. Um, we all, all three of us, make money from this podcast. Um, we don't have one million listeners or 300,000 listeners. Like, you know, a lot of podcasts, in my opinion, greatly exaggerate. But we're picking up steam every fucking show. And... I ended up getting DirecTV uh, directly from working here on Wide Men Can't Jump. So anyway, with that said, um, DirecTV, unbeknownst to me, has Access TV. And I actually watched uh, New Japan Friday, uh, believe it or not. Oh, God. I just want to throw that out there before we get to the last That sound you all heard around the world where it sounded like the world broke in half? That was when Tom was watching fucking New Japan. What uh? What uh, before before we get to the last match? What did you think? Uh, well, it oh, was uh. Fucked. It was. I'm trying. I, I must not have thought that much of it because I can't remember the two matches they showed. They showed Tanahashi, who, believe it or not, if I'm being uh, what's the word, candid and honest. Yeah. Tanahashi, oh, I met yeah. backstage at Ring of Honor. I think he's a stud. They call him the ace with that cool gaijin, uh, you know, New Japan language when they, when two guys or three guys get in bed at 530 with their footsies on and put on New Japan World um, and watch it. They call him the ace. You know, that's their terminology. But uh, he actually is, uh, it's a shame he's 38, I, guess, I think, and banged up. Uh, because he's actually, you know, one of the guys that I could see doing something here. I don't want to get crazy, but I could see him doing something here because he he can do a little bit of everything, and he, he speaks English very well and uh, loves American wrestling. But I can't remember who the fuck he wrestled for the life of me. That's 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 terrible. And the second match was uh, Zack Saber Jr against uh, one of those lost ingra-fucking ingrateful bastards, whatever their name is, inglorious bastards. I don't know. Lost ingra-fucking, lost Laura Angles from Little House on the Prairie, whatever the fuck their name is. <laughs> one of those fuckers. Was it Sonata? I think it was Sonata. Sonata against uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and Tanahashi against somebody the fuck else. Oh. How could I forget? He's got my last name. Uh, NXT Mid-Carter, Juice Robinson. Anyhow, that's all I got to say about that right now. Um, uh, Maybe I'll I'll touch on it after the last match. All right. Well, the last match was the greatest Royal Rumble. 50 men, um, a.k.a. about five upper carters and a bunch of mid carter slash jobbers, but it was what it was. Went an hour and 17 minutes and 20 seconds. Um, 
I'll uh, I'm gonna run through the list here. Um, Daniel Bryan broke the record for the most time spent in a Royal oh, Rumble. Fuck off with I, that li- bullshit. Hey. Hey, I broke a record I'm in a going, match that's twice the fucking size of any other one. You didn't break anything. Retarded. He, it, it's a Royal Rumble match. It's it not happens. a Royal Rumble. It's the greatest Royal Rumble. It's different. I'm just saying. <laughs> one hour, 16 minutes, and 16 seconds. Somebody get me my he pudding. It's in the match. He came in at number one. Number two was Dolph Ziggler. He was in for 21 minutes. Sin Cara came in at number three. Dolph Ziggler. Oh, I said Dirk Diggler. You got my interest there for a minute. No, 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 no. Carry I'm on. not watching that. I'm not watching Mark Wahlberg's dick. It's Mark Wahlberg's fake dick. Sorry, moving on. Sin Cara was number three. He lasted a minute and 18 seconds. Thanks for coming. Curtis Axel had a two-minute run. Um, he came in at four. Mark Henry, fresh from retirement, came in at number five. Yeah, he fun. lasted three. Yeah, it didn't take long, did it? He came in for and three minutes and 27 seconds. Then Mike Kanellis. Uh, Mike Kanellis got paid a large sum of money to get in the ring and get eliminated three seconds. Immediately. But laughed yeah. all the way back to the back because he's impregnated by oh, the yeah. wife of his and that lucky bastard. Hey, at the end of the day, Mike Kanellis has beaten everybody because he's got Maria. So say what he you ain't will. Hurt. He, he ain't hurting. hurting. All right, number seven was a guy, he's a sumo wrestler named Hiroki Sumi. He was in there for 46 seconds, and he just looked as out of place as I would at a weightlifting competition. He just did not look like he belonged there. Um, quick note, but there quick, he was. Quick note on, quick interruption on Go Sumi. Go ahead. That reminds me, Stephen P. New Law Offices are one of our sponsors. Uh, just <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> That's as bad as the one you pulled on the other night, which I can't even remember what it was. No, it was pretty oh. good. It was pretty good. All right, then uh, the he, Sumi, Hiroki Sumi lasted forty-six seconds. Uh, Victor was number eight from the Ascension, uh, 51 seconds. And thanks for coming, Victor. Kofi Kingston, uh, 16 minutes as he came in at number nine, had a nice little, uh, stay in the match, um, doing the whole save for elimination that he normally does. Number 10 was Tony Nice. He had a decent run, seven minutes, 13 seconds. Looked good. Uh, the poor, the poor revival dash Wilder lasted, one minute, 26 seconds in the match and was partially eliminated by number 12, Hornswoggle, made an appearance oh, in the Rumble. Here for Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle, Hornswoggle gets paid. Little, Beautiful. Little fat midget fuck. He lasted a minute. Um, number 13, Primo Cologne. Whoa, 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 whoa. The difference between you and Hornswoggle is what, three feet? That's just and three inches. Dick. So he's a fat midget fucking that makes you what? I'm a fat non midget. Where you been? As long as you were as long as you were gonna say it. <laughs> I'll say it. Primo Cologne lasted five minutes ten seconds. Xavier Woods is at number fourteen. He lasted nine minutes fifty six seconds. Which is Longer a little bit longer. Page. Damn you took my fucking joke, you prick. Uh ha! 
15, Bo Dallas. He lasted a minute 34 seconds. Number 16, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle lasted 7 minutes 59 seconds. He did have three eliminations, though, so that's pretty cool. Uh, Scott Dawson comes in at 17. He lasted 11 minutes 44 seconds, a lot longer than Dash Wilder. So good for Scott. Uh-huh. Uh Goldust made an appearance, number 18. He lasted 10 minutes and 4 seconds. Then Connor from the Ascension showed up, and he lasted all 2 minutes and 25 seconds. Elias, our boy Elias comes out playing guitar, and he was fantastic. I I love me some Elias. He's really growing on me over the past few weeks. I really like him. Uh, He lasted an astounding... 34 minutes and 4 seconds and had 5 eliminations in this match. And and also so, add that when he asked them if they wanted to sing with him, they popped outrageously. Oh, they did. And, right they in, even, and then fell right into the trap of when he told them to shut the fuck up. And then they bit yep. him, which was perfect. And he even, he even got them all to yell in English, WWE stands for Walk with Elias. Very nice. Oh, Very that well guy's, done. That guy's so fucking over. I hope they do something with him, though. He's gold. He's gold right now. Luke Gallows at 21, uh, 9 minutes, 16 seconds for him. The big man, Rhino, comes in, lasts 16 minutes, 22 seconds, which is longer than his run for Congress lasted. 23, Drew Gulak. Bam. Ouch. (laughs) Lasted 1 minute, 40. You know what? I'm a Facebook friend of his. I better be careful. Lasted 1 minute, 47 seconds in the match. Tucker Knight from NXT showed up and he got a ten minute eight ten minutes and eight seconds and got an elimination. Uh let's see, Bobby Roode was next out at twenty five, the halfway point. Uh seventeen minutes forty four seconds until he was dumped by uh fuckhead Baron Corbin. Twenty six, Fondango. He last he lasted three minutes and forty two seconds until he was eliminated by fuckhead Mojo Raleigh. So there's that. Chad Gable, Ready, Willing, and Gable. He was there 8 minutes and 17 seconds at 27. Then 28 was Rey Mysterio. He was he lasted 20 minutes, 25 seconds, and he too was eliminated by fuckhead Baron Corbin. 29 was Mojo Raleigh. He lasted 8 minutes and 52 seconds. Then 30 was Tyler Breeze, who... Ran in, ran in, got knocked off the ring apron into the arms of Fondongo, who put him back up on the apron, and then he got knocked to the floor by Mojo Raleigh. He lasted 16 seconds. Big E entered at 31. He lasted 13 minutes and 59 seconds. Carl Anderson, he came in at 32. He lasted 4 minutes 25 seconds. Apollo Crews came in at 33. He lasted 3 minutes 26 seconds. Uh, a showing from Roderick Strong from NXT. Uh, remember the Undisputed Era. He came in at number 34, lasted about four minutes. Randy Orton was 35. He lasted Super 10 over. minutes 50. Yes, he was. He lasted 10 minutes 58 seconds and was eliminated by our boy Elias. Heath Slater, he's got kids, lasted seven minutes 38 seconds, coming in at 36. Then 37 was Babatunde from NXT. He lasted 5 minutes, 53 seconds, and that dude is a big, big motherfucker. motherfucker. Jesus, that is a big son of a bitch. He, uh, whew, he's bigger than Strowman, like in terms of height. Yep. I haven't seen a guy that big. It was ridiculous. 
38 was fuckface Baron Corbin. He lasted seven minutes and eight seconds. And then we, we're going to stop right here for a second because number 39. <laughs> we're going to slow our roll here. 39. Oh, fuck. He, he lasted four minutes and 42 seconds. But I'll be a son of a bitch if it wasn't the greatest entrance to a match I've ever seen. Ladies and gentlemen, Titus O'Neil. And I've never seen anything shit. like it. Holy shit, when that happened. I was watching it live as it happened. And I swear to you two, I nearly pissed myself. I laughed so hard. And I don't think it was planned. Here's why I don't think it was planned. In case you Absolutely haven't seen not. it, go Google it. If, if, if you think it... If you haven't seen it, go Google it. It was Titus O'Neil comes running down the ramp, and the mat is there, and you have a slight step up on the mat. And apparently, Titus is notorious for not picking his feet up. Um, trips over the mat, falls face first, running, and this this dude is running, and he falls face first, and it's almost like it was so hot. And I know he was sweating. It was like a slip and slide. He hits the mats and goes flying underneath the ring. And all that you can see is his feet. That's how far under the ring he went. Now, part of me is thankful that he didn't hit his head on the support beam underneath the ring. Part of me is thankful he didn't try to catch himself. He just went ahead and fell. Because if he had tried to caught himself and fell, he'd have broke his neck. And died right there. Um, but damn it, it was so perfect and so funny because he just crawled out from under the ring and just got in like nothing happened. The commentary team popped. Michael Cole, Corey Graves, both just died. They they laughed so fucking hard. And Byron Saxton was trying to play it off. He, Byron even made the comment and said, Byron said, let's just move on. Let's just move on. And Graves and Cole were not having it. And then they showed about 10 replays. It actually reminded me of when uh, Takamishin Oku got thrown out in the 2000 Rumble by Big Boss Man and landed face first. And they kept replaying it throughout the match. <laughs> I'm going to give you this tweet from Matt Hardy. Okay, it was, Go it's, ahead. Uh, Titus it's Titus O'Neil's birthday today. So Matt Hardy tweets, Happy day of birth to the vessel of the tremendous Titus O'Neil. Don't be fooled. Brother Michael was attempting to slide into the Jeddah wormhole portal, which leads directly to the Hardy compound. Broken Matt would love to meet tattered. Broken Matt would love to meet tattered Titus. <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty, pretty fucking funny. Uh, but let, I'm gonna. Say I'll wait. This. To, I'll, I'll wait. To, I'll wait to talk about it till it gets to me. I'll say this. And then I'll kick it to UTR. To show you how this show was, that was the most talked about thing on the show. And it was yeah. amazing. Go check it out. Go ahead, TR. I'm sorry. Um, unfortunately, that was one of the portions where I nodded out. And then I oh, had to bastard. see it like. 52 times on Twitter and 150 times on Facebook. Not see it, just read about it. And then Tim told me, and Tim was laughing still. So it gave me some hope, like just that it was 
going to be really funny. Um, but I, I, I wish I, I had the pleasure, like you guys, of either watching it live or watching it shortly after, because uh, it did make me laugh. Just because, I mean, what the fuck? How, how perfect a fuck up can you have? Where you look like Pete Rose stealing a home, you know? <laughs> the guy, the guy goes under the fuck up. The, we're talking, we're talking a former Florida football standout, six foot three, easy, two eighty five of solid muscle. Great big giant guy, and he's just gone. Except for a he's book. gone. And, and like you know, the boys are proud. You know, they're just whatever, doing their thing till the next guy gets in. And usually, you know, the plan is, as you noted with the eliminations and stuff, when a fresh guy comes in, if he's somewhat pushed, he gets rid of, like, two, three guys and does his moves. Even Roderick Strong got in those backcrackers and chopping Daniel Bryan and all that. <clears throat> so so Titus was probably supposed to run down and get rid of, like, one or two, unless he was one going to be, like, a foil like uh, Tyler Breeze. And, you know, it, it kind of – fucked up my laugh a little bit because I heard so much about it and then saw it, but it still made me laugh, but it made me laugh more when I kept hearing uh, Graves and Cole just say fuck the show, fuck whatever and kept laughing themselves and he's notoriously clumsy from what I hear and he showed that other instances in the WWE, but he's, he's just clumsy dude Go ahead. No, they need they Whoever. need to do what you what you said last night too about his new gimmick. You remember? Yeah, just uh, keep keep you know use it as a unexpected positive and keep uh, keep him in a in a effing shit up kind of thing and you know I think me and Tim had a whole angle but I forget but well we were gonna well, we know. were gonna have him stumble around and and nearly clobber everybody but not and then have him fucking take out Vince. Or something along those lines, or step yeah. in, come around the corner and take her out. And if he clobbers Vince, he'll get suspended sixty days again. But um, I mean, uh, yeah, but that's that. but they I mean that's that that's that's part that's part of his, of his story. Like even that, like that's that's not clumsy, but it's it's like a, a stupid move. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just uh, good old worldwide. Uh, so yeah, thank you, Titus, for entertaining us on this uh, otherwise pedestrian show. Here, I here. hope there's a fucking, I hope there's a fucking T-shirt of that. I swear, I hope they make one. Yeah, because that fucking demand that they do. Oh my god, it's that'll it's sell it's like it's crazy. It's the biggest moment in the fucking business. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Oh, I, it, it, you couldn't have planned. You should own it. That's what made it so yeah. wonderful. The camera, the well, camera was on him, but the hard, but the camera people in the truck had cut to something else, which is why I know it wasn't legitimate. That was That's too why, good. Why I knew no, it was too good to be fake. Yeah, if it had been fake, and he would have thrown the arms up more, or or there would have been more of a stumble. But he he only stumbles once. He catches his foot one time, and after that, it's just down and slide. You know what? All three of us. All three of us have to do something, uh, maybe after the show or at our convenience, and that's which, or maybe you already did it. Um, when it happens, I'm sure some of the guys in the ring were awaiting his arri- arrival. So I'm going to pause. Go under. 
that's what I'm saying. I'm going to pause it and see if any of the guys like were like, what the fuck, or laughing or whatever, you know. Because the announcers, I'm not sure which one it is, but a couple of them start laughing. You can hear it in the background. Oh, Graves yeah. and Cole die. And Graves doesn't even try to hide it. If I'm yeah. not mistaken, I, I did okay, well, hear was, that. Uh, where were they? Is uh, that, were they on the other side of the ring, or were they on his side? Like, Did they, they get a back view side. of that or a front view? I'm not sure, honestly. Uh, like I think I'm thinking, like, they okay, obviously the, they saw it on. The, I mean, obviously they saw it on their monitors. But where was their live view? Were those guys coming at them into the ring, or man, can you imagine if they them. saw that from behind? How hard they laughed. They they didn't see it from behind. So then I'm wondering yeah, I'm how much sure. they actually. So, yeah, how much did they actually saw uh, what they saw on the monitor? Here, here's a uh, here's an update from uh, WhatCulture.com. They're usually pretty reliable. Uh, Titus O'Neil's comical botch at the Greatest Royal Rumble is said to have brought even Vince McMahon to the verge of tears. O'Neil's yeah. on his way to the ring, yada, yada, yeah, yada. That's, that's Vince humor, though. Uh, according, to the website, according to the website Wrestling News, even the chairman of the board couldn't help but share their amusement backstage. Vince was reportedly so entertained by it, he instructed production team to show the footage again, breaking from the long-held tradition of quietly brushing any botches under the carpet. Apparently, he even shook O'Neill's hand and gave him a warm pat on the back after he returned to the back following his elimination. Proof, if the, if we if it were needed, that the 72-year-old isn't as stern and straight-faced as he thinks, even if he did want to spend Titus for touching him on the shoulder. For the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to his entire career, this went this went a lot better than it went otherwise for O'Neill. Well, fuck, they'll be talking about it long after he's gone, dead, dead and gone. If there's still a WWE, that shit will be on a on a disc somewhere. Dude, that, that happened yeah, shock before. Ma- that, that's shock, a shock master, master passed the torch. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Fred. <laughs> Uncle Fred, uh, I need to miss yeah, Fred and see what he thought of that. All right, well, back to the greatest rumble, even though we've covered the moment of the night. Uh, 40 yeah, was Dan Matha from NXT. Two minutes, one second in the ring. Braun Strowman, 22 minutes, 14 seconds at number 41. He wins the damn thing. Uh, Ty Dillinger, he lasted 29 seconds. Kurt Hawkins, <sighs> 20 seconds. He came in. Thanks for coming, Kurt. By the way, Braun Strowman, just to, this is just to piss Tim off. Uh, Braun Strowman broke the eliminations record in a Royal Rumble oh, match with fucking bullshit, crap WWE stat bullshit. Fuck. With thirteen to break Roman Reigns' record. He breaks. No Bobby record. Lashley. Bobby Lashley comes in at forty-four. He lasts fourteen minutes thirty-eight seconds. Gets down towards the end. 45 was the great Kali, and his big ass rumbled and bumbled down that stage uh, for what seemed like an eternity. He lasts 31 seconds. Kevin Owens comes in at 46. He lasts 10 minutes, 43 seconds. Shane McMahon comes in at 47. He lasts 8 minutes, 7 seconds. Shelton Benjamin comes in at 48. 4 minutes, 23 seconds. 49 was Big Cass. He lasted 7 minutes and was the last man eliminated. And number 50, Chris Jericho, he lasts three minutes and 18 seconds. Chris Jericho. I just had some thoughts about that whole thing when we were, when you were about the records and all that. And I wondered why 50. But now I think I figured out why 50. 
They will never, ever, ever, ever dream of fucking doing that anywhere else. Probably not. Meaning, meaning like in a real Royal Rumble? Yeah, because it takes way too fucking long, and they don't have the personality to pull it off with any yeah, they, they, amount of success. So the Saudis can keep their greatest Royal Rumble thing is what I'm getting at, because they'll never try to do that again with you know 60 or 55 or 30. whatever the case may be. 30 is way enough, I think. Side uh, note, uh, side note, uh, they, if you notice those names from NXT, uh, they're not even ready, but they seem to have made a conscious effort to bring the one guy was 6'9", the other guy, as we said, was bigger than fucking everybody. They made a conscious effort other than Roderick Strong, who was probably like Zane's replacement or something. Um to uh, to to have a lot of big people with, since Kane wasn't there, etc. Yeah, yeah, they definitely tried to get the larger larger than life guys there as much as they could. That which uh-huh. that sells over there. That's a big deal to them. Uh-huh. So yeah, Greatest Royal Rumble, kind of a meh, you know, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, no but, point to damn it. it. But but two two thumbs way up and a big standing ovation to Titus O'Neil for one of the greatest things that ever happened. And owning yeah. it so far anyway. I hope I hope he continues oh, he, to own it. Oh, he's owning it. He's owning it. He has no he, what what show is he on? Raw. Okay, they've he's got a minute. <laughs> yeah, I don't know because if they switch guys around and I I, I don't know. Uh, they Pretty sure gotta he's on fucking bring him. They gotta bring him out. And if nothing else, when he comes to the ring, they gotta fucking. They gotta play on that moment. They only, not that he's ever gonna fall down again, but well, gotta hope not for real. Wouldn't that be fucking something? Comes out and fucking does it again, and it's not. It's not a, a work. It's a shoot. Well, here's the oh. thing. I hope they. I hope they don't give him a gimmick of. Every single night he comes out, he falls and he trips and he stumbles. No, but they could make him a clumsy fuck. They don't, yeah, he can't fall on the ring thing every fucking time, but they could turn him clumsy. Yeah, just, I mean, that's kind of like an extension of his personality. He is just clumsy. So, uh, yeah, don't let don't, don't, fucking don't, gimmicks than that. Like Nate said, don't kill it, but don't ignore it and make it apart somehow. Like, you no, know, don't, ig- moments, don't ignore don't... it. Yeah, don't ignore it, but don't make it to where. He comes out, looks at everybody, and then just takes a big fucking bump and falls. Did, so, uh, you know. Yeah, true. I did want to add, too, that they did not bill, as a side note, because I mentioned it, they did not bill uh, Jinder Mahal and the Singh brothers as being from India. They billed them as being from Iran. Hmm. And they had an there Iranian flag. That. They did not wave well, an Indian flag. They Just for everybody's edification. Where was that angle with the trainees with the the Vari brothers that we skipped over too? Oh yeah, I forgot well, that about ex- that. It explains the 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 vigorous heat they got because okay, Saudi Arabia and, and Iran have been at war previously, so <laughs> I can I can see why the where the boo came from. So I'm still I still don't know culturally where India stands with Saudi Arabia, but I understand the boo for, for Iran. So. For anyone who might well, care about that stupid stuff. It's hard saying on that end. 
We've got about 30 minutes. Uh, we're actually, we're way over. No, we we're don't. 30 minutes over. We're 30 minutes over. But um, oh, quickly. Nobody called, Quickly. Huh? Um, not that I've seen not that yet. I saw. Hold on. Yeah, not that I saw. Uh, let me see here. Quickly, I want to run this by you guys. Um, what do you think of your team's draft? Uh, Tim, I'll start with you. Cowboys uh, got Cowboys got Leighton Vander Esch, uh, linebacker Connor Williams, offensive lineman Michael Gallup, wide receiver Dorrance Armstrong Jr., edge rusher Dalton Schultz, tight end uh, Michael Mike White, quarterback from Western Kentucky, Chris Covington, linebacker Cedric Wilson, wideout, and Bo Scarborough, running back from Alabama. What do you think of your draft? I think we could have probably uh, plucked another receiver or two. Would have been nice, but overall, uh, oh, you yeah. guys, you got, you guys did trade a sixth round pick for Tavon Austin. Yeah, yeah but big whoop to you, big whoop. Um, yeah, they didn't, they didn't really do a real good job of addressing what they really need. I like the first pick, and then after that, I'm kind of, they had a chance or two to grab uh, a better receiver than what they got. But welcome to Dallas. <laughs> TR, your guys got Dallas Goddard from South Dakota State, tight end. Uh, they grabbed Avanti Maddox, cornerback, Josh Sweet, um, or no, Josh Sweat, excuse me, defensive end, Matt Pryor, offensive tackle, and Jordan Malata, offensive tackle. What do you think of their draft? Good, bad, and different? Um, good. Uh, Dallas, South Dakota State, uh, that's a Howie Roseman fucking uh, Carson Wentz scouting report gimmick. Um, we need to re- replace Brent Selleck, and, you know, we're a tight end base. Zach Ertz will be the guy, but, you know, if we can get another guy, it would be like the uh, Hernandez and uh, what's his name, Gronk up there. So, you know, cool. They traded backward to get that or whatever. No biggie. Um, yeah, Avante. Uh, I think we've discussed how bad Pittsburgh was in football. Um, so he had like second team All ACC and shit like that. So when you're playing for a bad football team, that's got to be pretty impressive. He's so he's probably got a you know a better better. He's probably better than you know his uh, accolades because you know he's playing on a terrible team. Uh, that, that, third rounder was the steal he either had knee problems or off the field problems or both but other than that everybody said he would be like a high not high but like a mid top mid first round guy who they got in what the fourth josh sweat fourth round at fourth round at pick 130 yeah that's supposed to be our steal of the draft for for howie roseman uh the, the the fourth guy i'm not familiar with at all and the fifth guy is an interesting story because he's six foot nine, and he's never played football. He played rugby in Australia, but he was like the Michael Jordan of rugby, and he just killed everybody. So they're bringing him over to try to make him an offensive lineman. It's an experiment, but uh, it should be interesting to look at. So thumbs up, I guess. Okay, um, I like Tampa's draft. They grabbed uh, Vita Va. From Washington, defensive tackle, Ronald Jones, running back from USC, who is a stud at running back. 
Um, MJ Stewart, corner, Carlton Davis, corner, both in, in the second round. They got two picks from the Bills for trading back five spots. Uh, so thank you, Buffalo. Much obliged. We grabbed an offensive tackle on Alice Kappa, safety in Jordan Whitehead, Justin Watson, receiver, and Jack Kitchy, outside linebacker. Uh, like our draft, thought we did well. Uh, was surprised we didn't go with Derwin James at 12 as he was there. Uh, we decided to go Vita VA. Uh, but, man, oh, man, are we going to have a defensive front seven that's going to be scary. Um, you're looking at Vita VA, Jason Pierre-Paul, uh, Vinnie Curry, Gerald McCoy, Quan Alexander, <coughs> Levante David as a front, like a members of a front seven for Tampa. So, damn, good luck uh, getting any kind of penetration with those those guys. So, but anyway, um, just wanted to run through that quickly, just to see what you guys thought. Tim, Jason Witten's retiring. What'd you think of that? Uh, I'm kind of surprised, but uh, he's been around for a while. Gets beat up pretty good because he. You know, he takes taking some licks in his career, so yeah, he I guess he deserves to ride off into the sunset. He was an all time all time great there for sure. No two ways around it. He's going and boy, to the booth. Were we Yeah, he is going to the announce booth. He is. Which make which uh, makes him, Troy Aikman, Tony Romo. Romo. Is there any others? It seems like a you cowboy dominated fucking uh booth now. Michael Irvin anyway, Michael Irvin Michael Irvin doesn't does do an announcing, but he does do. He's an analyst. He does yeah, the pregame and shit. Yeah. Well, Jason, yeah. Uh, I, I want to say he has a has an uppity college degree too, so he may be a well-educated man, also, not just a football jock. Must be big money well, in, the, um, in the in the one, booth, eh? Oh, there's good money in it if you get a high up there job. Must be. Oh, there is. Uh, one thing I uh, did want to address, we we just did just awful on our draft picks. Um, we did terrible, but that's to be well, I don't think we did at uh, all. Well. That's, well, okay, no. As, let's, as let's, far let's, as exact you, picks, yeah. Yeah, have to look at that differently. The, How many of the guys of your 32 got drafted in the first round? Damn near all yeah, of them. most of them. Yeah, that's true. Damn near all of them. We just so didn't get them in the right order. Uh, it, okay, but it's not necessarily a strikeout that you picked. Um, uh, like I picked Josh Allen, and you picked uh, you know, fuck the other one, and then they drafted Mayfield. Okay, but you, yeah. you're smart enough to know Cleveland was going to take a quarterback. I mean, and they could have taken any of the four of them or five of them for that matter. Thoughts on so thoughts not, on Cleveland? You know, that's not that big a strikeout. What do you guys think about Cleveland going Baker Mayfield first, number one? I'm kind of surprised. Well. All reports say that he checks off every box there is to check off, except that he's a little on the short side. And he's slow. Now, okay, but lots of, I mean, lots of quarterbacks are Ben Roethlisberger's slow. Dan Marino was slow. Yeah, but, Some of the greatest yeah, quarterbacks ben, ever have been slow. Yeah, but Ben Roethlisberger also had a stronger arm and could see over his offensive line, too. Yeah, this is true. I'm just saying, he checks off all the boxes. They are in a position where they have to get some wins. They've got to do something there, because if they have another flop season, who's coming back to watch that team? 
So they I, took I the guy that they took the guy that as of right now is the best quarterback. Josh Allen might end up being a better one. Sam Darnold might well probably is going to end up being a better one down the road. But right now he's the best one. So that's who they took. If that you know, if you agree with that logic or not, I you know, that's debatable, but that's the thinking behind the pick. I don't think they'll be pitiful anymore. They, the, the last two years they did make a couple good picks. And uh, Tyrod Taylor is good enough to at least move the ball with them if Josh Gordon, that pot thing and all that shit, you know, straightens out a little bit. They signed Jarvis Landry and Carlos Hyde as well. Yeah, they made yeah, some so, good moves, so, so that, they should be improve. much better. And if, if you know, uh, however many games it takes, if, you know, Mayfield, uh, Jim Ross has been in that guy's ear forever, and it makes me wonder if he influenced him to be a performance artist along with a player, not to say that he isn't quote-unquote passionate, and of course when he got tackled by cops with that incident, that was real, but some of the other stuff might be, you know, look at me. And, uh... You never know. I had him going three to the Jets before um, before I deferred to my expert Thomas Bain. Um, so I had him very high up there. Who, 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 by the way, also got the first pick wrong. So yeah, yeah. But uh, I'll say this. I'll say so. This. Did Mel Kiper and, and McShay, right? Yeah. No, that's what yeah. exactly what I'm saying. I mean, Thomas Bain. Kudos to him. I mean, that guy knew what he was talking about, and he could he couldn't get it right. So that just goes to yeah. show you, I mean, it's a total crapshoot. And as soon as they picked Baker Mayfield, then the rest of it was a crapshoot after that because it fucked up everything. I do want to say this, um, this much about it. Uh, I did love him planting the flag on the the Ohio State field. <laughs> that was amazing. You know what? And then he I gets, like that. Then he, gets drafted, then he gets drafted to Ohio. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. But I still a, like that guy. I like a guy that's not afraid to go out there and have a fucking personality of some sort. I mean, yeah, I know the NFL gave... does its damnedest to make them not have one, but uh, I like those guys that say, you know, maybe he says the awkward thing or does the thing that is really what he's thinking, as opposed to like what he, uh, what did he do, finger? He fingered some fans from one of the other teams when they lost or whatever. He grabbed his crotch for the people at Kansas, that was pretty funny. Yeah, okay, that's a big whoopty guy, big you know, big whoopty fuck. Like, is that yeah. really that big a deal? Not really. Oh shit. Not really. So I mean, I got, I got grown Hold man on. grabbed his crotch, big whoop. Oh god. Um. Yeah. All right, guys. We I, we got a call, and I recognize the number. Oh, okay. Good Lord. Be you better by now, you fucking idiots. I sat here on hold and listened to the fucking uh, Curtis some kind of shit talking about. I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about now. But you stray like you do all the time. Fucking uh, Tim Dombrova with D-U-M-B should spell your fucking name because you don't know nothing about the wrestling business. Fucking Nate Bush. What the fuck does he know? I'm disgraced when I heard you make that quip that you had New Japan World because you're not one of us. You're a fucking traitor, too, talking about WWE. 
And then, of course, that complete fucking asshole had to ruin my fucking night. That fucking nobody, who probably never managed nobody, like he says, probably never wrestled. Those pictures and videos are probably somebody else that he photoshopped. He's a fucking liar. I, I know he fucking ruined the podcast because he was drunk all the time and he couldn't let it come out on time. He's an asshole. He fucking, how dare him say he watched New Japan. And Juice Robinson, for instance, yeah, he had to make that fucking cocky remark that he was a mid-carter in NXT. Well, let me tell you something, TR, TR not fucking smart, you fucking dumb fuck, TR fat loser. Juice Robinson... He should change his name just because it's loosely affiliated with you because he cashed in on himself like he bet on himself and he went to the greatest professional wrestling association in the history of the business. He's top three in the world, Juice Robinson, right now, and the WWE couldn't fucking see it because they're fucking stubborn and they're fucking stupid. They're fucking stupid, just like you three. And as far as him talking about Tanahashi, I really, I, I wish I knew where he fucking lives because you don't dare talk about the ace. The only ace he should know about is fucking that bum American Bob Orton. Fucking, he doesn't even understand how to say Gaijin and stuff that we say. That fucking faggot T.R., I can't wait to meet him in person. I'm 37 years old. I'm single currently and celibate, as I mentioned, but um, and I, I have several championship belts, and I managed to get in this group called the Troll Kids and got a Puro Bros shirt, and I am currently curling 10-pound dumbbells. I'm so angry, and I can't wait to fucking see that T.R., whatever his fucking name is. How dare he mention Tanahashi. If I get this feed again next Sunday, and I hear any of the three you mentioned, because Tanahashi's top three in the world, and you can't fucking, Juice Robinson, and that's, he dared to go to Zack Sabre Jr., and then he fucked up Los Angeles. He fucking left, fucked him up, and he said it was one of them, like, disrespecting Sonata, who's top three in the world. How the fuck, oh, this guy, Naito's the leader, and the most over-wrestler, more than Hogan, Austin, and The Rock combined, you fucking idiot TR, I, mm, burns me the fuck off, you fucking asshole, your show sucks, nobody listens, you talked about the, the, the states that don't listen, but how about this, the fucking 49 states, the only one listening is the one I'm calling from, and that's Japan. So fuck you, assholes, and stay off the fucking airwaves, you suck. Fuck you, and I'm out of here. Fucking sayonara. <laughs> oh, God. I wish that guy would let me get a retort in while he was calling me a fucking asshole and everything else. <laughs> My favorite was Fad Boozer. Fucking guy. I how he was calling him from the 50th uh, state of Japan. Fat boozer and and then giving me my my name joke, which I, well, actually, in, in all honesty, I haven't heard that play on on my last name in in quite a few years, so that was a refreshing. 
Uh, I thought it might have been one of the Cauliflower Alley, alley guys. and thought we got through a show without him, but... Oh, no, I love Scott. Scott can follow me every week. Uh, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I popped but, with Scott. Next week, though, we've got we to keep him on the line so we can maybe ask him a question or two. Well, but at least he only had five... I think it was four or five guys he had top three in the world. He never mentioned Kenny Omega, I don't think, either. Which I think is Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad that we pissed him well, me specifically pissed him off enough where he said he cut I wanted to have actually a conversation with him or at least try to. But he said Sayonara too quick and hung up, so Well that's what I say. I'd like to ask him a couple of questions next time if we can kinda of keep him on the line maybe. Somehow. Yeah. It seems like he only knows about us on Sunday for some reason, so let's keep it that way, hopefully. Well, that's what I mean, like if he calls on Sunday. I wanted to ask him if he No, I'm saying, like, I, I mean, that you never know when he could call. But, uh, you know, well, that's hopefully true, it, too, but for our, well, we have for no our con- sake. We have no control over that. I mean, the only thing we can do is not let him on the air. And yeah. we, won't, we wouldn't do that because it's entertaining, if nothing else. So, yeah, oh, yeah. no, I love that Scott Gay. Okay. Scott is like an RKO. It's out of nowhere. <laughs> Very true. He's so oh, fuck me. Uh, I, guys, we're running I don't know short what, on time here. Go ahead. I know man. we're over. I know we're over time, but uh, I was uh, very like it, 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 you know. I don't know where. Like he said, he's from Japan and all that, but it's obviously. He speaks English and he sounds like an American of some sort. And he works at Arby's too, pronunci- so I don't know how many Arby's there are in Japan. Yeah, exactly. So his pronunciation of "stupid" and he repeated it uh, several times was—I uh, don't know. I don't. I don't know what that accent is, but we'll see. I guess eventually. Uh-huh. Sounds well, kind of. Sounds kind of like Eastern. It's, uh, sounds kind of Eastern, maybe. In Japan, so maybe, maybe Pennsylvania-ish or something. I'm not sure. I, I'm not allowed to even. I'm not allowed to even mention New Japan. Apparently, <laughs> no, you better not, you fuck. <laughs> Jeez. Well, guys, look, maybe. Go, yeah, go, go ahead, Tim. No, 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 I was no, just I'll about to wrap it. up. It's, it's done. Yeah, that's why. I <laughs> well, wrap it up. We got to wrap up here. We're running out of time, so. uh TR, Tim, Nate, this has been the Sunday Night Roundtable, the three-hour special. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed if you've stuck around this long. Uh, thanks for popping in with us and enjoying our back and forth with each other. And uh, anybody got anything they want to plug real quick before we get out of here? Don't you? At Wide Jump. Get play, that fucking yeah, play, at wide power. lovely girls commercial before we go off the air oh i guess we could do that check out our sponsors the law offices of stephen p new wowfreecam.com and hey take a listen hello my name is kennedy miller and i'm a beauty guide for limelight by alcon we are a professional makeup company now being offered to the public after over 60 plus years in the industry my website is limelifebyalcon.com backslash makeup kennedy i can also be found on Facebook as Makeup Kennedy. To contact me about products or joining my team, you can email me at makeupkennedy at yahoo.com. I'll be waiting to hear from you.
Check check Love that it. out. Check out all of our sponsors. I've got links in the show description to Stephen P. News Law Office, to Wow Free Cam, Makeup Kennedy, our Twitter, which is twitter.com slash wide jump, facebook.com slash wide men can jump, instagram.com slash wide men can jump, and check us out iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pod Paradise, uh, Google Play, anywhere you find podcasts. We are. There, follow TR at TR Shock. Don't follow Tim; he doesn't want you. And you can follow me Thank at you. at MMITM Nathan. And I believe that's everything, guys. Sounds Anybody got anything else to add? Nothing. I think we covered everything I said: shrinking penis, NFL draft. Oh man! Royal wide Rumble. men can't score. Wide men can't score tomorrow. Yes, wide men can't will be up tomorrow. Probably a little we early. Got a big sh- yeah, probably going to be early though. Probably going to be. Uh, Noon Eastern, I'm thinking. Okay. We're going to have an early edition of Wide Men Can't Score. Wide Men Can't Jump. The flagship basketball show will be Wednesday. Special start time, 9 o'clock. Uh, still confirming our guests. Uh, we got several different options. We'll have two guests this week or three, depending. And I know we'll have a guest or two next week. Uh, Stephen P. New will be on with us this week. I can guarantee that. Steve New is coming on. All right. So we'll have him Mr. on. New. Yeah, so Nothing. we'll have him on. Right on. We'll talk a little ball. We're gonna have some fun, and uh, I believe that's everything. Tr, you want to take us home? Peace in the Middle East. DJ Khaled. <laughs>